Goodbye and hello. This is episode 192 of Gaming Chicks. Uh, I am your host for the day, Allison, here with Pat. Hello. And here with Alex. Your partner's favorite midnight injury? Oh no! I was going to go with breakfast food because we're talking about breakfast food. And that's more fun than having a injury in the middle of the night. I have yeah. a, a I have breaking news that needs to be resolved at the top of the podcast. So in case you're <laughs> hearing this, you go do deal with this right away. Uh-oh. DJ Max Max Respect Five or V. I've never known for sure if it's supposed Who's to be Five to or V. Is on sale right now. Oh yeah, I saw that. $17.50. You can go get arguably the greatest rhythm game. Pretty I'm sure gonna buy was... some fucking DLC this weekend for nice. DJ Max. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah, do have it. I haven't played much mm. of it, but I I'm hoping oh. uh, that that will be a uh, whenever I get my Steam handheld. Uh, that would do, do you think that would work well on it? Pat? Um, most pros, from what I understand, play with controllers, so mm. it should function. DJ Max yeah. is extraordinarily hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, um, and personally, my I like to play with a keyboard, but you, but I mean, again, it's very popular on PS5, PS4, um, and lots of like super serious people who make YouTube videos and are as close to whatever pro scene that game has play on pad. So it's should be playable on Steam Deck for sure. Well, the completed, yeah, completed I, edition is like 30 bucks. It's not there are. Yeah, it's there not are actually everything in the complete edition, but it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of. I, I mean, I, that, that's Lisa, that's the rhythm game grift there, where it's yeah. like, where they can sell packs of stuff. I, I I got an email. I haven't played it in this game in several months. Um, but why am I blanking on the name? The that other DJ game. Um, uh, the one where you're mixing Fuser. I got oh, I got an yeah. email that was right. like buy Fuser DLC maybe, and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm a little tempted actually. But I really, really want an Easy Max, which is a DJ Max controller that's like designed for the game. But they're oh, I, I have... so expensive. Yeah, you know, three hundred dollars. Oh God, I because I've definitely thought I'm like. It would be. I would really love to buy um, to get into a de- uh, a rhythm game with like a. Oh my god! I want it. I just googled the, the, the it and DJ I want it Easy so. Max. Yeah, yeah. I want it so. It has it bad. has five has button tables. mode, four button mode. I don't even know what you use the turntables for. I don't I'll be honest, know, but I love but, it in theory. Um. But uh. Yeah. I. It. It's. It would be uh pretty cool because the biggest difficulty I have with playing DJ Max is. It uses like it uses smart keybinds, but because it's a keyboard, sometimes I hit the wrong key when I'm yeah. really going super fast. And it would be nice to not even have the wrong key available and have just big, huge, chunky buttons like this instead to play with. But yeah, no, I've I've definitely, uh, especially since I've been playing rhythm games every like literally every day since I I've been getting in, I got into my gotcha games. Uh, I've I've been like, oh, I want to play more rhythm games, and I I've thought about like, to what extent could I uh, uh get uh, like a fun controller? Because 
uh, I wish there were arcades near me that had the like, a lot of the oh. cool rhythm games, but they don't. Um, you you can use the turn. Of course, you would use the turntables for Osu. Oh which yeah, yeah. Is very good. Also, yeah. I've I've been wanting to play more Osu, but uh, uh, sad, sadly, there is no uh, round one arcade near me, which ha- typically carries decent uh, uh, Japanese rhythm games in it. So I'm like begging for them to come to Minnesota so that I can actually play some of those uh, wild-looking Japanese rhythm games. Anyways. Anyways, uh, we've played other games that aren't just rhythm games, and for here we're going to talk about them. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I was just yeah, making jokes before the podcast. We could talk about, about the. We could talk about the. Style. We could talk about the 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 disgusting lack of K-pop in the spin rhythm, which is another phenomenal rhythm game. Uh, custom song community. Every now and then, I dip in and pick up and to go to find some custom songs for it, and it's like no K-pop at all. Which is in their custom song, which is absurd. It is it is well, a travesty. It, I feel like K-pop is made for that sort Absolutely. of Absolutely. Like that's how I got into K-pop was from playing Asu. Because <laughs> yeah, there's so much K-pop in it. Yeah, and it's like that's in terms of pop music, like it there's a lot of I, I feel like I don't know. It not being in rhythm games is wild to me. That <sighs> that that's not a more common thing. So that's Yep. That I is think they put the, the League of Legends song, which I like a lot. You oh, know. yeah. But, yeah. Talk about Waffle House some more. <laughs> uh, you know. Sitting at a K-pop talking about Waffle, or sitting at a K-pop, sitting at a Waffle House <laughs> talking about K-pop is absolutely a thing I have done in my oh, lifetime. That sounds kind of, that sounds fun, though. Like, just oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, think I've ever been to a, I don't think I've ever been to a Waffle House. We don't have them here. No, we don't have them here either, and you know, sad for me because I just like breakfast food a lot. And reasonable. Denny's sucks, but mm, uh, I don't yeah. know if I've ever been to. I don't think I've ever been to a Denny's. Really, Denny's no. Denny's sucks, but they Denny's does still... suck. But you're right. <laughs> the so like here, there's just not a lot of like <laughs> breakfast diner places. It's just I don't know why, but I think it's because like there's so many like Starbucks and stuff that people just like Starbucks and McDonald's fills the breakfast hole for people, I guess. But so I appreciate that the Denny's that we have here because it is a place I can like swing by and get an omelet and some hash browns, which isn't something I can get most places. There's also a pancake house I can do that at. But, you know, sometimes honestly, I don't like the pancake house here that much. I like the chain, but uh, yeah. Anyway, if, if anyone ever travels to Victoria, BC, go to Blue Fox. That is a fantastic breakfast place. The only yeah. thing that uh, makes me just so uh, interested in Denny's is some of those weird themed menus that they have. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I have read multiple um, articles and watched videos and even crowdfunded uh, Matt Singer, who writes for Screen Crush, to eat at like weird-themed uh, restaurant menus. 
and yeah. he's he's he at one point went and ate every uh, single item from the Fantastic Four uh, movie uh, menu, and yeah. it was it was great because it was the it was it was rough, but anyways, it yeah it, yeah they they have some wild shit. You can get stuff. It's like a middle ground between Waffle House, which has very normal breakfast food. And and like IHOP, which is like buck fucking wild, and is like, do you want us to put Nutella and cream, use a syringe to inject it into your pancakes, and then cover it with like caramelized pecans or something? Like oh that, yeah, that's like the, the IHOP will just like do stuff that is 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 criminal. Um, Denny's is kind of in the middle because <laughs> they have like mostly normal food, and then also they have those weird menus. So yeah, I know that like when they had they. They had a menu based off of the one of the Hobbit movies, and I think they had something like that where I was just like, "Well, they're very good at giving shoveling enormous amounts of food onto your plate." So the whole like Hobbit second breakfast, eleven know, of, thing. Of, of any any restaurant any um, franchise to get a you know menu based off of it, the Hobbit is pretty pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. For for that because yeah. Yeah, the Seattle just has a, or, or I mean, Seattle proper has everything, but Seattle, the greater Seattle area is missing breakfast places in a way that I think is like in, around Detroit, there's like, you can take your, I mean, we used to like argue on Saturday nights about where we were going to go to brunch and not like frou-frou white people brunch, like brunch because we weren't going to be waking up until 11 a.m. kind of brunch. Um, so it was brunch by default. Um, oh, yeah. And we would argue uh, on Saturday nights between the like 20 to 30 brunch places, breakfast places we could go to and like go to a different place every week of the year practically. <laughs> and so it's 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 kind of disappointing how few, how little breakfast is respected here. Yeah. Uh, Denny's The Hobbit's An Unexpected Journey menu had... Radagast's red velvet pancake puppies is one of the things on there, which is uh, like, like donut holes, but pancakes filled with made with white chocolate chips and sprinkled with powdered sugar and served with a side of cream cheese icing for dipping. And Lord, who is is it? Ju- I mean, is it just <laughs> children that eat that? I don't know. I because I you know. I couldn't eat that. I, no, it's too there's sweet. There's no way I could eat that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eating I guess that? I don't know. Listen. For pe- me, like a donut now is like a, a like a few times a year event. <laughs> and so I can't imagine getting donut holes made with white chocolate. And, and pancake and God. dip it and imagine, in. No, imagine that at seven in the morning. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like it's, it's makes you want to throw up <laughs> just I thinking know. about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm sure it games, tastes delicious. Speaking, games speaking that of don't want, up. make you want to throw up. <laughs> we we played some video games this week, and that's theoretically what this podcast is about. Although I could honestly talk about breakfast food for ever because I love breakfast food. Uh, yeah, me too. But but anyways. 
It sounds like, uh, Pat, you've been playing a game that children might like in addition to those pancakes. It could also oh make you throw God. up, if depending on depending on how uh, eat, how strong your stomach is. If you put your face really close to the screen, it could maybe make you throw up because you know cool. it's got twisty tracks and stuff. Nice. Um, it doesn't make it's, it's a good game. Uh, it's not quite Trackmania. What if you took Trackmania? And you mixed it with a, a little game called Burnout 3. And yeah. then you also shrunk it down to 164th scale with tiny little cars uh, uh, that are okay. things like dinosaur oh, you mean like, cars. You mean like dinky, dinky toys. Got it. Yeah. Um, like the size of a matchbox, kind of. Um, but instead, it was Hot Wheels. That's right. I played... <laughs> Hot Wheels. I played the hottest of wheels, Hot Wheels Unleashed this week. Um and it's good. I'm yeah. happy to report. Scuttlebutt around that game has been remarkably positive. Yeah. It, yeah. I uh I don't want to oversell it to anybody because for being a fifty dollar to ninety dollar game, depending on which edition you purchase, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and tell you it's like revolutionary. I think this game would have um, if this game were in the like thirty to forty dollar range for its editions, I'd be sitting here telling you, "Holy shit, go buy Hot Wheels right now!" Instead, I'm probably telling you, "You can wait for a sale on it because it's a little thin." But it is very good. Um, so it is uh, what you would expect out of the you know ideal Hot Wheels racing situation. You get your Hot Wheels; they're all actual Hot Wheels cars that have physical component, physical uh, counterparts. Um, I've mostly seen more recent cars. It's probably a licensing thing that it's was easier for them to license the um, the cars themselves from Hot Wheels if they were newer. I would think, or or maybe it's that they were using uh, scans of the cars. I don't know. So they needed to get cars that they actually had um, available. But uh, in any case, it's made by Milestone SRL, who actually make the moto gp games which mm. are oh. really excellent um and yeah. they make the Those monster around forever yeah they make the monster supercross games which are really good so typically they're making bike games but yeah. they 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 make really good stuff generally very niche stuff but really good and they did a good job with the physics in this game um it's an arcade racer you're racing on hot wheels track that is sort of laid about in physics and gravity defying ways these various like kind of vaguely real world environments most of them are pretty real world there's a garage that's kind of got crazy like neon everywhere um and um so so it's kind of level lordy yeah and and you get like there's like six environments but you can do an unlimited number of track combinations between them and what is so cool about it, it has a track editor which is you can make anything you could see in the game you can make in the track editor. Um, what's so cool is like you can like like loop tracks around the environment and stuff. You can weave tracks in between the the bookshelves in this library in the uh the the college campus level and stuff. Uh so it's you can create these like very cool I'm putting a picture in our chat so you can kind of see get an idea um you you get these very cool 
track ideas where it's kind of like building actual Hot Wheels track, but like of your dreams where mm. you can you can say like, man, it would be really cool if we did a jump off of this table onto the floor and then it weaved under the couch and then it picked the track back up. You can do that stuff here. Um, there's You can just sort of like build it into the environment however you want. Um, I can also say this is probably one of the nicest looking games i have played looks gorgeous in a long time it i'm playing on pc and so i have everything maxed out it unfortunately doesn't have full ultra wide support so it doesn't there are black bars on it but that's fine um and it runs really well uh it seems super well optimized and the car i mean there are moments sometimes it doesn't look it looks very much like a video game but it has its moments where it looks like photorealistic almost Mm. Um, when the lighting catches just right and, um, you're, you're, you're focused on the cars and the track and the way that the cars over the course of a race, like scuff up from bumping into each other, it it looks like what happens when you play with hot wheels into each other and stuff. It's really cool. They don't have a damage model where the wheels are flying off or anything. Instead, it's like they tried to make them look like what they would look like if you played with hot wheels really hard for an afternoon or something. Um, the same is true for the track. It'll get scuffed around the edges and stuff when you bump into it. It's it's like very and it has a really good photo mode, so you can take advantage of like all of these moments in the race and stuff. The cars even have their manufacturing stamps on the bottom, so it'll oh. have the little like copyright Hot Wheels, whatever yeah. year it was, and the name of the Hot Wheel, and so it'll say made in Malaysia or wherever that particular model was made. So I think. They're working with really high resolution, detailed scans of the physical cars here. Um, I think that's kind of how they achieved the fidelity that they have. Um, and then also, the materials are modeled really nicely too. You can there's a paint shop that's just like it's just simple shapes and stuff. It's like a Forza paint shop, which of course people have then taken to make super crazy art already. Um, but uh, you can set different materials and it'll be like more matte or shiny based on the material choice you use for your car. So um, all that, the visual stuff, incredible. The levels and track design, really cool. The tracks are a little bit reminiscent of track mania at times because they have the crazy physics and stuff. There are tracks pieces that'll like let you go upside down by magneting you to the track. There's like just loops that rely on carrying speed into them to go through. Um, and then the controls and physics of the driving itself, pretty good. I'm not going to say they're like some, they're like revolutionary or something, but they feel a lot like burnout uh, in a good way where you're, but you're still doing like power slides around corners to build a boost meter and then hitting the boost button. Um, it's, I think, pretty good about punishing you for hitting the walls. You slow down a lot, so you can't just like ride the walls around the track, but it's also not so unforgiving that hitting a wall is like the end of your race or anything um and, yeah it seems uh, like good some of some of the like the spider that shows up at the very start it'll just bring you to a full stop so yeah, it's not afraid of making you stop <laughs> yeah and and you can get the single player is basically just a it's a map but it's not when you're driving around um it's like a like if you laid out one of those like hot wheels play mats on the ground that has like a city on it and you kind of scroll around it to go to different nodes on it, and those are the different races. It's very simple from a content perspective. There's time trials and races against other cars, which is kind of all it really needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the races are 
all on like obviously authored tracks and some of them are boss races and the idea is like the boss is like the the physical piece like the spider or i did one that was a scorpion last night um and those then once you beat them you can add them to your track designs uh so that part's pretty cool um and the cars themselves have different stats they do feel noticeably different but they feel different in the sense of like how forza cars feel different where yeah you can tell this time this ice cream truck certainly does feel chunkier than the little fake f1 car facsimile that is a real hot wheels car but not a licensed formula one car um but uh it's not like quite like a racing sim where the cars feel vastly different from car to car um there's kind of interesting the boost mechanics are kind of interesting there's cars that have like a tap boost where you fill up like ticks of boost and then when you hit the boost button it burns the whole tick Mm -hmm. uh, and you can't stop boosting until it's done and then there's also cars that have just a meter that builds and then you can boost as much as you want so you can just like tap it and boost for a second or you can hold it and boost for longer um it's kind of an interesting trade-off because a lot of the tracks don't really they're not really suited for cars that have if they're really twisty you want to be able to have more fine control over when you're deploying the boost so it is kind of cool because there's like you might want to use a different car for different tracks for those reasons um cars generally have like they might be have really they might have really good braking and handling but they're not necessarily going to have a ton of top speed um and then you can upgrade the cars too with a little gear currency that you spend um and then the way the biggest thing about this game i think is the car collecting that to me is the 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 kind of core like the racing is is good but um it's because the cars are so charming that it's kind of the carrot on the stick to get you to keep playing and the way you get the new cars is you you get coins for finishing events and then you use the coins to buy cars from mm. a rotating shop of cars that changes every four hours and i think it's <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's four hours of your playtime mm. because I didn't play for uh, a couple days. And when I jumped back in, it was it still had like 23 minutes left on what it was when I quit last. So I, I'm not positive how that works. Maybe it's just a rotating and I just happened to catch one that had cars I already bought in it. But um, you can also buy blind boxes of cars. But you there's no way to spend real money on any of this. So it's all yet yeah they sell dlc cars already though so i don't think they're gonna put in put in buying and and if they did it would be there's no reason to spend real money on the cars at all like that the whole point is collecting it and the online for the game is not good so it's not like you're it's it's fine if you want to just jump on by yourself and play with people like it's functional there's matchmaking i had fun playing driving online but like you can't matchmake with your friends and you can't have AI cars in private lobbies with your friends. So like oh, weird. you can do like two or three car races with your friends if you want. But the online f functionality as a whole, there's no cross play. So on PC, the online will be dead in a week. Um, mm. So like it is a definitely more of a single player game. And it would be they would be mad to try to charge money for the the coins now. They are. They do have a roadmap with a lot of like DLC packs of cars, and I think that's fine. Um, it's like five bucks, and you get like four or five cars. That's totally fine, and it's clear what you're getting. If they ever do institute blind, 
the ability to purchase the blind boxes, I would absolutely not do that. <laughs> there are like 68 cars in the base game, so it doesn't take that many, like that much time, I don't think, to get them all. Like if you played for 20, 20 to 25 hours, you could easily get them all. It's not like it's some insane grind to get the boxes. Uh, so, yeah. But overall, I mean, it's a, it's a really fun game. If it's, if it's what you're looking for, especially if you have people to play it split screen with, I sh- I'm sure it's really good on console um it's like the perfect option it does get pretty hard if you turn the difficulty up so you you can have a lot of fun with it i think i'm playing on medium because i tried the hard and the hard was like difficult to even like get in the top five um and there's an extreme difficulty as well so it goes up and gets pretty challenging so whether you're you know playing with kids or friends or just by yourself i think there's a lot there even in the single player uh and they have stuff on their roadmap that they're working on in terms of like seasonal challenges and stuff. So, and I don't know how they would integrate those based on the menus right now. So it's possible that they're going to do work on the multiplayer stuff and make it a little more functional um, than just the quick races and the shitty private lobbies. So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 very good. Uh, I'm I'm pleased with oh, it. Good with room to grow. Yeah, I would say if you're really into Hot Wheels, I'm really into Hot Wheels. I had I played a lot with them and had have a lot of nostalgia for I know most of the cars that that are popping up in the boxes I'm pulling and stuff. Um and so I don't feel burned by the cost of it. I think if you're just looking for an arcade racer and you're not fond of the property, you can definitely wait. Um but it's good. Yeah, it's- as as somebody that were I, I mean, I played with them a lot as a kid, but I'm definitely not as into it as you. I'm definitely considering waiting on a sale for it because, like, just looking at the models of these cars, it is exactly the way that you remember. Even if they're not the cars that you remember, they're like, they yeah. have the same feel um, because it is that really high resolution scan. So I'm, I'm like, just looking yeah. at these screenshots, it makes you feel nostalgic, even though. I don't know these particular cars or I th- I think if the so. photo mode is something you're interested in messing around with, it could be worth it too because it really is a fantastic photo mode and the game looks so good. So The game is beautiful um, and and honestly, just some of those courses you showed me like that like that you've I'm I've seen like looking at that and looking at uh the the one that you sent over to us, um it does look like I don't know. I how you felt playing Hot Wheels as a kid? Yeah, if that makes there's sense. There's moments like in that college campus. There's one where one track where I was like weaving around the library, and then before you know it, you're in an air vent around like close to the ceiling, and it genuinely made me smile to go like, "Oh my god, we're like inches from the ceiling!" And then like, "Oh no, now we're in an air vent. This is so cool!" And then you jump out of the air vent onto a chemistry table and stuff. Oh. That sort of stuff is really creative and cool. Um, and yeah, knowing that cool. you can build even more creative and cool stuff with the track editor is, is exciting too. I have a, a project I might work on. Um, the track editor is definitely built for working with a controller, which is a little bit frustrating, um, mm. but it's fine. And uh, I have a pro I want to build um, spa, which is a real life. It's my favorite real life racetrack in, in hot wheels and see how, if it's any fun to drive it there. Um, so there's definitely a lot of room with that as well. Yeah, no, that looks like a really cool game. And it's, it's, it's one I'm pleased to, isn't just a, 
cash in on the brand. No. Uh, it's where it's, it looks like there's clearly a lot of love that was put into this game, yeah, which is great. I, th- I think the price is justified by the fact that it's clear that they really did the licensing work here. Yeah. So it is a little thin from a content perspective, but it makes sense that it's a $50 game when you realize that it has stuff like the Snoopy car and like the DeLorean. Um, the Snoopy car is like really that. cute. It has like the, I really love the Koenigsegg match or matchbox hot wheels cars that they, that they've done. Um, and it has you. some of those in there. So uh, <laughs> it, it's uh it, 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 it's the the cost clearly comes from yeah the lengths they went oh to, totally the, the and like they looking kind of plumbed of the Hot Wheels catalog yeah and, and like you said even if it's more recent cars like looking at this there's like a couple of them where I'm like that looks exactly like a car I had they're they're and that was re- like, a, yeah in a lot of cases they Hot Wheels will reissue cars and yeah. so they have the date on them in this game as the most recent reissue oh, cool. of them but they are classic cars because there's like one where I'm like catalog. looking at these where I'm like. That looks like the like you know everybody had like that one car where you're like this is the cool car. Yeah, and... like Tomb Creeper, I want to say was around when I was a kid. <laughs> oh. uh, Tomb Creeper is a great name. I think it's called Tomb Creeper. I wonder. Yeah. Right. I wonder what got this game greenlit. Like, I, like Hot Wheels hasn't really had a presence in video games outside of that one Forza um, collaboration they yeah. did. So I wonder if like. Was it purely that Forza collaboration that really got this off the ground? I don't know. I mean, it's not doesn't have anything to do with Microsoft, so no, it doesn't. Um, like, it's not on Game Pass or anything. But yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's, um, it's it's really cool it's, though. It's, that it's this, cool that though. This yeah, is, yeah. It's a, it's a cool surprise because you look at the name Hot Wheels in a video game and you're like, oh, this is just going to be some crappy licensed garbage. Yeah, like kind but, of budget title. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. This is gonna be crummy. We're we're like look even just looking at video and the and screenshots, you can tell like how much love was put into it, which is yep. totally which is it's really like which is really project. cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, and there's something to be said about that, and there's something to be said about looking at all these cars and going like feeling oh, yeah. a level of nostalgia I did not expect to be feeling. <laughs> I definitely was like I could. What if I bought a couple of Hot Wheels? Okay. Oh, no. Like, well, it's I was at the grocery store <laughs> yesterday. I was like, you know, they have decent selection at this store. I could just. If if the Hot Wheels just... could work with Toys to Life, oh, that would. Shit. So that's what I'm a little surprised about. And, and it's probably for the best. But I'm a little surprised this isn't a Toys to Life game. Because if I were them, I would have been like, yeah, fucking put the put Hot Wheels with little chips in them and then you stick them on your phone or something and then that registers them in the game um but i mean it's i'm glad they didn't go that route because yeah uh, that way i don't have to buy hundreds of dollars of <laughs> oh 100 that's insidious and i like i would go from mm, maybe i should buy this on sale to do i need to buy this and get a bunch of cars now okay <laughs> it just so it I, is I, so go ahead so no you first mine's kind of unrelated I was going to say it is kind of it is odd to me that there isn't a Toys to Life racing game. It's odd to me that we have that Ubisoft one that's like space shooter Star Fox and we don't have a Toys to oh, uh, yeah. like a racing game that's Toys yeah. to Life. It's it's strange. I, I mean, mean, I know that there was the car stuff for Disney Infinity, but well the whole the, the whole trajectory of Toys to Life like rise and fall of that has been very strange. Um I mean, the thing that they failed also, to the, okay. hmm? 
I was just gonna say it was also like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, at this point. Um the I mean that Atlas or whatever game is the Ubisoft one was like yeah. two years ago. It's three years yeah. ago. So I know it, it, it because was... I bought it while I lived here. It um, it didn't seem as it didn't seem as big as things like Skylanders though. Which is funny because it's better than it's probably the best Disney Infinity is the best one of those, but that that yeah. that Star Fox game is like the second best. It was actually a pretty good game. Um yeah. But uh, but it didn't fit the Toys to Life mold very well. The best way to play it is to buy the digital version that doesn't have any of the Toys to Life stuff. <laughs> um, the the I think where they fucked up with Toys to Life is, and I think it'll come back someday. They focused on selling children's toys and games when tons of adults bought that stuff, understandably. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been enamored with the Toys to Life concept every time one of those has come around. If they just were like, no, we're going to do like Gundam or like some brand <laughs> that is like. Holy shit, you would. That adults, would. I mean, Warcraft, like if they. Uh, not War, Warhammer. Yeah, seriously. Or, Honestly. Um, or if they did like Star Wars, but didn't make it like kids Star Wars. And instead it was just like. No, you just buy these like Star Wars figures. Um, I mean, I would drop tons of money on that. If it was like my X Wing stuff was instead Toys to Life game, I would spend mm. more money on it. I, than oh I my God. I, game. <laughs> on the one hand, I want it. On the other hand, my wallet does not. Oh, want yeah, that. sure. Because <laughs> um, just, you, you just raised that to me of like a, a really good Star Wars game with Toys to Life. And I'm like, oh my God, I would drop so much money on video speaking of really good star wars games uh i may or may not have installed a uh community server version of star wars galaxies oh, that nice. i'm looking forward to playing more of That's i'll segue uh, this into your, a game i played get, a lot of but you know i can't shame i am considering buying kotor on my switch even though the remake's coming out because i'm just like i fucking i have determined that i am becoming and I was, I'm about to look up whether or not Dark Age of Camelot is still running. It was running for a while. Oh. I've determined that in my old man days, I just want to play 2000s. Old, old MMOs. Old 2000s oh, see, MMOs. See, That's what I'm I just, want to do with I'm just, Sim Race and play well, old MMOs. You know, I'm just getting into know, the gotchas, which is well, another money pit. I, yeah, I made but you should, a you should, you should You should get into the Matrix Online Fuck yeah, man! Service. I legit kind of want to do they, that yeah. before, Matrix especially Online. ahead of the movie. Yeah, I know they can't get it running. Is the problem? They, yeah. like it's still in the thing that's cool about this. This um, yeah, I'm only gonna talk about this for a second. I promise. I only played it for like 20 <laughs> minutes. No, I think that's rad though. Galaxies had three distinct eras. There was the pre-combat upgrade where Terrace Kasi was totally fucking broken. And all PvP was was people putting on brass knuckles and doing Terrascosti. Yes, Terrascosti that was created for the PS1 fighting game. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was one of the the combat styles you could do in Galaxies, and so people just did that for PvP because it was way better than everything else. But that time, Galaxies didn't really. Not everybody did PvP because it was kind of just like a life sim. You just kind of did what you wanted. There were no goals really. You had plenty of cool combat like mechanics and. Character development was amazing in that game, better than any MMO ever before or since. But there was no like end game. There wasn't like raids to do or whatever. It was just like if you're end, Star your Wars end Second game, Life. 
yeah, if your end game was bartending in Moss Eisley Cantina, you just that was what you did. Oh, you just no, like I leveled wanted... up cooking and stuff and 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 that was what you did. You could be a dancer in Jabba's Palace and that was like you're you just leveled up dancing and then people could come get buffs by watching you dance and then they could go practice their end game of like hunting um like banthas or something and then they would mount up with their friends and go out and, and go hunting. Like that was the game. It wasn't there was there weren't a bunch of goals. Then they and there was a really cool system of Jedi. I won't get into it. They got pressure from the fan base and from Lucasfilm to make the Jedi thing a little bit easier to figure out. And then it sucked because everybody just made their whole deal figuring out how to become a Jedi. Um, and that was like, that became the end game and it sucked. And then they released the like thing called the combat upgrade, which fixed the balance in PVP. So Terrace Kasi wasn't too good. Um, that was my favorite period of the game because it still had the cool character development stuff. It was a little shitty because there were a lot of people that just cared about grinding holocrons to become Jedi, but there were still the majority of the player base was still pretty cool. Um, and then they did this thing called new game enhancements, which just made it wow. It took out the cool character development and just made it a leveling curve from one to 80. And you just were like, instead of the intro being you fucking loser, you're just in Moss Eisley good luck it was like go to this space station and meet han solo and then do a mission where luke skywalker shows up and you can pick to be force uh, sensitive when you make your I character see. and it's it was it was it had some really good content but it sucked i i that was when i bailed from it um anyway this community server i found uh called restoration 3 is a post combat upgrade pre new game enhancements server that they've done a bunch of dev work to in, to balance and incorporate the new game enhancements content into the post combat upgrade oh, God. gameplay systems. <laughs> so so, and, so they're having their cake and eating it too. Yes, and they reworked how Jedi, how you become a Jedi, but they won't tell anybody how to do it. That's oh, great. That's, yeah. that's See, amazing. that's the best. Um, yeah, uh, that's fantastic. I'm shocked that it has such a small player community. There's only like. 70 people online at a time i'm not sure if it's because they just launched in like may this year or what they're they're not like technically at 1.0 because they've implemented all the content that was in when i played they implemented but they haven't finished implementing the new game engine content or enhancements content anyway wonder, it's cool i wonder if that'll ever get taken down like i don't if, know if lucas films will be like hey fuck that i mean we're Zar- a small enough Zar- podcast that i i feel comfortable I feel like we're still in the Yahoo anime rules uh, sphere of we can talk about things and it doesn't, it's not going to have repercussions and they do no. like Twitch streams. It's not a secret. This, yeah. this, this server has a website. Their discord is publicly advertised, but like they don't even require you to have the game. You can just download the launcher <laughs> from their website, which is not true of the other two major star Wars galaxies, um, private servers. Those you have to have the discs, the original. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Rush Race yeah. seems cool. Some of the people in the community seem like they're probably turbo trash. I don't know. Um, but there hasn't been anything blatantly offensive that I've seen in the Discord having perused it the last few days. Um, Honestly, so. you know, as a Star Wars fan, you have to kind of be like, okay, like, okay with being like, well, nobody, well, not necessarily with it be people being terrible, but with like, I don't know if they are. But they aren't being terrible now, 
So I didn't yeah. really kind of and, deal with that. Yeah, and the nice thing about Galaxies, I would never interact with people in that Discord because one of the things about Galaxies that was kind of magical that that would make it hard to reproduce today is you didn't have Discord and stuff. Um, you could exit the game and go to the forums and make a forum post, but like most of the communication yes. about the game happened within the game, which was important because there were things like you could play a Wookiee. Wookiees are have way better stats than everybody else because, of, like, they would uh, because they're incredibly they're smart enormous. and incredibly strong and enormous, yeah. but they can't speak basic. So people could only understand you if they knew Wookiee. So, like, it that's made great. getting groups really hard because so nobody could understand you except for some people. And then you would find the people that could understand you and then add them to your friends list. Because You'd have to like, get interpreters. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that kind of shit doesn't work if you're just joining Discord voice channels. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. So, um, I, wonder, I wonder if people got around that with, like, GameSpy back in the day. Point being now that in this server like this, I'm not going to talk to people in the Discord anyway because I, I don't. I, I only want to communicate in the game and you kind of have yeah. to come to it on its own terms to do that. So anyway, um, galaxies is if you hadn't played it then and you downloaded it now, you would take one look at it and go like Pat's thinks this is cool because it is archaic. Uh, I know, but the way that you're describing it as, as, as a star Wars fan, I'm like, well, that's what I you should check it out. I mean, it's, I should, it's, it's not, it's not going to do, it'll, it'll run on anything. That's for sure. And, yeah. and I got it. it. It works. It has like ultra wide support somehow. So, um, I, uh, I, I, I cranked everything up and was like, holy shit, this looks incredible. And my partner was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, <laughs> compared to how it looked, on my computer in 2005, <laughs> this looks it looks incredible. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and and you know, it's it's any I can give you t- some tips about <laughs> how to play it because it is definitely a challenge. There's a learning curve, but uh, just the way yeah. that you described being able to, you know, just the wide variety of stuff that you were able to do, like including being a Moss Eisley bartender. I'm like. Oh, could I get real deep into role playing as B. Arthur's character oh, from it, the it, holiday special? <laughs> it, you could, and it does stuff like it did. Like there was nobody who was a. This is all going to dovetail into the the other thing I have to talk about, and then yeah. I'll shut up. But um, you 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 can't you couldn't be someone who was like a crafter, gatherer, adventurer because gathering materials for people to use for crafting it was like you would spend hours prospecting out where the best location to put an extractor is and then you would plop down the extractor and that would be the the, your night of play was oh i fended off some tuscan raiders and found a place to put this moisture farmer so now i i have it there and then tomorrow i'm gonna go i'm gonna go harvest it and hope that it didn't get destroyed by another player and then i'm gonna take these to the auction house and sell them the 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 moisture to someone who's making drinks to to sell to people at the bar and the person who was making drinks to sell to people at the bar didn't have time to go farm moisture because they were spending hours on cooking stuff and trying to get the right buffs on them and stuff like that so it was just a different world because you totally could play the whole game without ever picking up a blaster if you wanted to and that was a viable way to play it unlike modern mmos like such as <laughs> The game that I spent an inordinate amount of time playing this week, 
which is the new world or new. The, the new the, the new, new, new world amazon world <laughs> new world wow and i wanted to say up front that one um it's there's the two huge elephants in the room about this game first is that it is an amazon game which <laughs> anything i have to say should not be interpreted as defending amazon <laughs> about this game because I, I, I feel like we could put that as a uh, disclaimer to this yeah. entire podcast: like I, nothing we say near is defending Amazon. I have a yeah. I've seen you know this game. Understandably, not telling people to not shit on it because I get it. Like shitting on Amazon is plenty valid, and they certainly do market it as the game where you can play as a conquistador. Which holy shit, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but uh, but I, I I mean, what I would say to keep in mind is. If your primary beef with this game is it was made by Amazon and then you're going to, in your next tweet, tweet about a guide that you can use to maximize the new boost functions on Twitch, like, just try to be aware of of how all of these things interact. I think Amazon fucking sucks. There's also, I mean, I don't know anybody who worked on this game, but I've kind of tangentially have friends who are acquainted with stuff, and it sounds like the development of this game was pretty okay um i mean i'm sure there was crunch and i'm sure there was all the standard industry stuff but it doesn't sound like it was like the kind of thing that gets a jason schreier article made um which is a shitty bar to clear but hey (laughs) uh and um this team seems weirdly invested in the community from what i've seen from the player side like there's a lot of communication with players it's it almost feels like an indie mmo or like mid-tier MMO, not a game made by Amazon, which is strange. Um, but, you know, still, if you are someone who can't stand to play something made by Amazon, I totally get it. And um, there, I, I have been there in the past, and frankly, the pandemic has just kind of broken me. And sometimes I give them money and don't feel great about it, but it's like it's a hell world out there. So... Anyway, the other big thing with this game um, is the like weird colonial marketing and the fact that it's called New World. Um, it's very loaded. Immensely so. And it's hysterical to me that they went this route because if they had simply called it Aeternum, which is the name of the island in the game, and made the art like the vast majority of the gear in the game, which is cool looking, but ultimately fairly generic, like leather armor and swords and stuff. I don't think it would have any of this controversy at all. Instead, they chose to call it new world and put the bad guy, which he looks like a conquistador on the cover of the game, which is like, I don't know what possessed whoever Mark came up with marketing for this game to do that because it's like, I'm not about to tell someone who is like, I can't fucking believe people are playing this game. Holy shit. Um, I'm not about to tell them they're wrong because the marketing does look this way. But when you play it, like there's the only real colonialist activity or whatever in the game. I mean, the, the premise for this game, I should say, is 
this dude gets a map to go to this island that someone says has treasure on it. And then there's a magic storm around the island and you're on his ship crew to go treasure hunting on this, this mysterious island. There's a magic storm around the island. It turns him into this bad guy, conquistador dude. I haven't seen him since the beginning, so I don't even know if he ever shows up again. But uh, then the island, it turns out, is like magic, and there's this corruption running through it. There are no indigenous people on the island, as far as I know. I've met one person who appears to have been from there, and he's been blending in with people, and it's a big, like there's a whole storyline with like, there's this magic corruption and they, it causes people to turn into zombies, which is a lot of the enemies you fight. And he's like a, a member of an ancient order that fought the corruption. But, um, otherwise there's no, and there's no native motifs. They don't even, they don't do like, um, any kind of art that is, um, like drawing on, indigenous island cultures or native american culture um they're like i have a skin for a um, chest armor that's like leathers that looks like something you would make on like by hand so i could see an argument that it has some vague similarity to like certain native american garments but like it's not even like a horizon zero dawn kind of similarity. This, all of the aesthetic I've seen so far in this game is very much like medieval European or, um, you know, like coats and, and swords and boots and stuff. Like you could make, I think there's a very, there's something that we should unpack in media in general about how things like tricorn hats and like British military uniforms from the eight 17th and 18th century, do evoke um, aesthetics that are painful for people um, in the same way that things like, you know, a swastika can be painful for someone. And we should probably take the same care with some of those motifs that in America we really like to play with that are colonialist. Um, Mm -hmm. But in the context of this game, while that is still true, I think like... (laughs) what's happening here in the gameplay is it's far less uh, um, problematic in my opinion than something like monster hunter world. Okay. I was literally just um, going to ask you about that. If that was, yeah. uh, you know, uh, as, as something where, 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 when I played it, you, it's like, Ooh, this is yeah. feeling like kind of sketchy. Yeah. And, and in, in new world, it's like the idea is that like everybody got trapped there because of this magic storm. So, yeah, there are like towns and settlements and stuff, but it's sort of out of necessity because nobody can leave. And there's not there. It isn't like, how are we going to let's chop down all this forest to make houses or something. It's there's not like of, we need to tame this wild land. No, not, not that I've right. Not really. I mean, I haven't paid a ton of attention to the writing because it's mostly whatever, but <laughs> um, it's not offensively bad. It's just fine. It's MMO dialogue text. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wouldn't say that the actual content of this game is like problematic in the way that even some kind of more recent usage of these motifs and aesthetics has been. It's certainly not Greedfall, <laughs> uh, where there's like whole storylines about like taming native people or whatever. Uh, that's oh it's 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 just not dealing with those tropes and that's why i think it's funny to wrap back around 
if they had just leaned into the more pirate side of the aesthetics, because there's a lot of pirate stuff in there, and called it a turnum, there wouldn't be controversy about it. There probably should still be, because again, that's problematic in its own way. And anytime you use any of this kind of imagery, it should be something we talk about. But the, it's, I think, really the like, let's put the conquistador helmet on the cover and call We're... it New World was a huge L for them. <laughs> you know, this might be like going kind of conspiracy y. Do you, do you think it's possible that they were seeking that kind of, like, controversy? Who knows? I wouldn't Probably. put anything past Amazon's Probably marketing <laughs> teams. Um, like, hey, we're, we're, we're big, but we're new at the games. Let's uh, call it this, have this that way, like, market it so that people think about it a lot more than they might otherwise think about I, I think it's I probably ignorance, but yeah, yeah. Probably I mean, that. it's probably ignorance. But I, I had that like when, when you mentioned that I had I had that it's, like it is weird. Feeling. It is weird that they call it New World too. I don't know. I wonder if maybe the the other thing is that at some point in its development, it was a game about like what if America was actually magic, and there was like what if you befriended Native American tribes or something, and. Maybe people did say, yo, what the fuck? And yeah, they, some developers were like, um, yeah. Okay. And so maybe then they refocused the game and didn't end up changing the name. I don't know. I do know that it's a silly name because it's, I don't know. There's no, I mean, yeah. you say you, you say that, but it looks like we're, I'm going to be really hyped for a game called Project Triangle Strategy. So, like, I totally understand there are a lot of games where they get the name at first and yeah. you're like, we'll just keep uh, it. Yeah. Anyway, so, the gameplay part. Yeah. So is it good? Um, <laughs> I like it. I, I, I'm really into um, a lot of what it's doing. It is a game that is heavily about crafting um, and it is about PvP. Those are the two <laughs> core parts of it. There's a lot of PvE content, you're doing a lot of very MMOS quests. The quests suck um, in terms of design. The combat, I think, is pretty fun. So that's what keeps me engaged. And the quests are definitely like kind of, it's kind of like you just zen out and just go do them. But it's definitely, so far I've seen two quests. We need you to kill 10 of these zombies and collect samples from them. Or we need you to go to this place where the zombies are and loot the chests there to find stuff. And sometimes you have to do a quest where you have to kill zombies and loot stuff to find in the chests. Um, that's those innovative the quests are they're incredibly boring um but again the combat's pretty fun and some of the enemy design is pretty good in terms of their their patterns and mechanics and the combat has like a it's you're pressing i'm playing well you can only play it on mouse and keyboard there's no controller support so i'm pressing the shift key to dodge i'm pressing right click to block and then you have three abilities and you left click to to do your basic attacks um there's a bunch of different weapon types uh, you can, I'm playing with the rapier and with a musket. Uh, so I kind of shoot them from range and then switch to rapier when they get close. And I'm finding the combat pretty fun and engaging. It's very fun when it comes to the PVP, uh, which is a core element of the game. Um, you basically all of these, all of the zones, uh, there's no load screens between them. They're all, it's all open. Um, but all of the zones have a central town. And you do PV, you do PVP quests where you turn your flag on for PVP and as an attacking faction, 
you're going around to different locations to do these these PvP quests that you can pick three up at a time of. So typically, you're getting in a big group of people and everyone's going out to do these quests. That fills up a control meter. The other team who's defending can take PvP quests and it'll send them to the same areas to essentially stop you from completing your quests. Um, and there's a push-pull tug-of-war there when an attacking faction does enough objectives and there's a little meter to show you. Then one of the guilds in the faction can pay an insane amount of money, in-game money, not real money, um, to to declare war. And then the next day at a chosen time, it'll be like 8 p.m. tomorrow, meet me behind the Waffle House if you want to ask kicking, basically. Because that that guild who paid gets to choose 50 people to fight against the guild that currently owns the town's handpicked 50 people to do a like instanced PvP battle and whoever wins gets control of the territory. Um, and it it's there's more depth there. There's modifiers, like there's a fort in every region that can constantly be changing hands, and whoever controls the fort gets faster influence gain. Um there's also a like outpost rush mode that seems a little bit like wow battlegrounds that you can get at level 60 when you hit the cap i don't know what those are yet obviously because the leveling in this game is very much like old school wow pace i played probably it's like a level an hour maybe um i played probably not i think i probably played like 15 or 16 hours of it this week and i'm level 24 um so pretty slow grind for the leveling but uh but yeah the pvp is fun um it's the the stuff like the range weapons like the musket is like you can shoot it really far so you can sight in an, a player enemy that's like very on the edge of your vision and then pop them and it'll do a satisfying amount of damage but there's there it's still not like none of the pvp is like oh i killed you in two hits it's still very much like wow pvp where you're like actually having time to react and stuff um i sniped somebody who was fishing last night just was like fuck you dude hiding in the bushes and shot him and then he turned around and totally just clapped me even though i was a level higher than him so uh there's a lot of room for skill to come into play Mm -hmm. with the pvp uh and that stuff is fun the crafting is really good um you they have a lot of quality of life features like when you craft a stack of something you don't have to sit there and wait for your character to keep crafting it like you do in other MMOs it just says like congrats you made 150 stone blocks and you gained 40 stone cutting skill when you did it oh that's good. um and f- the crafting of like gear the game is clearly built around making sure that the best gear is always crafted um so it's not a game with like an end game raid where you're going to get best in slot stuff. Instead, it's like you choose what materials you want to use when you make a piece of armor. And then based on what modifier materials you use, it has different perks. And then you can also roll a random perk on it by spending a currency and again, in game currency. And so gear is always going to be like you can spend this ultra rare modifier to get the exact thing you want 
but maybe you don't roll the right perk on it kind of situation. So there are going to be cases where you make like, holy shit, I made the best thing possible for me and no one else has it because it's really hard to get comparatively nobody else has it so yeah all that stuff is good i think i think it's a game for you have to kind of be into sandboxy stuff because again the quests are not good so if you want to play like a questing mmo it's not the one for you a friend of mine was like i can't believe we can't share quests and do quests easily together and then didn't get the game because of it. And I think that they made the right call because if that's what you're looking for, it's not really a game about that. Um, the faction chat is um, just a hive of degeneracy. Like when it comes to, it's like Baron chat times 10. Um, but it also has its moments that, that are charming too. Um, like I ran around defending a fort with i stay high and pop smoke woo for an hour the other night and it was (laughs) a very relaxing experience um around i'm playing on a east coast server with some friends so it's around 9 p.m my time that like a lot of the younger people log off and it's just people who are will say like i just smoked an enormous amount of weed and now i'm gonna go hit trees in the forest for an hour which is (laughs) (laughs) a little more the vibe i'm looking for (laughs) um but uh but yeah that stuff is all fun it has been the subject of uh ridicule because they have had they have an incredibly crazy server queue problem right now that is ridiculous (laughs) Um, yeah especially for amazon well the problem is that i can see why people wouldn't really get looking in it's not server capacity. I'm sure they could make these servers hold an unlimited number of people and they'd be fine because it's Amazon. But the problem is this game world is not enormous. It feels big because like I've played, like I said, for like 15 to 20 hours and I've only seen maybe a quarter of it. Um, so it's not like it's it's small and constrained, but it's like big in the way that like uh gta 5 or red dead 2 is big it's not like wow big where there's dozens and dozens of zones and so people can spread out instead it's like pretty you last night i stood in an area with about 15 other people all waiting for a boss to spawn and half the people didn't get credit for the kill when it did spawn because they didn't get a chance to get a hit in while the rest of us wailed on it. So like increasing the server capacity so 10,000 people can connect to that world is going to exacerbate those problems. And it's going to mean that like the beautiful forests that they that they generate just aren't going to exist because everyone's going to just cut them down constantly because there's too many people and not enough resources. Mm. Um so that's kind of the problem with server capacity is the game servers are just they're balanced to maybe have around 2000 people in the game at any given time. And with that kind of level of players, it's great. The towns feel like they're bustling, but you can still go out into the woods and you're kind of alone hunting rabbits. But like I also spent a half an hour trying to kill elk the other night because there were 20 of us standing around and every time an elk spawned, everyone was mad dashing to be the one to kill it. Um, and that's not fun and it would only be worse if they just opened the floodgates more. But the problem is 
they didn't cap the number of characters that can be created per server. Mm. So you have 10,000 people trying to get into a server that's balanced for and set a capacity around 2,000 players. My server has had it a little better than some places, but it's still like an hour to an hour and a half queue to get in at the end of the day if I want to log in. Since I'm working from home, it means I can boot it up and hit the queue when I know I have about an hour of work left and it works out okay. But um, it it it's not good, and I was a l- I was with them the first day because like it's launch day. Of course, there are going to be issues, and I was just impressed that it was really stable once you got into the game. But last night was still an hour and a half queue, and their only solution to the problem seems to be we to pop a message up that's like we opened another thirty servers. Go join one of those, but there's no way to take your character there as of right now. So at this point, I'm not going to leave the server I'm on because I don't want to start over. And they said they're going to do free character transfers to try to help alleviate it. But at this point, I'm invested in the narrative of like, oh, this one person is a, was being a dick in faction chat last night and everyone was like retaliating. And now I got to know what goes down when they log on tonight. <laughs> And like that kind of, or like, man, rehab nomads has been holding two zones and tonight they're trying to go for a third. I wonder what's going to happen. Like those stories are things I'm invested in, even if they're stupid a lot of the time. And I don't want to like go to a new server at this point because I recognize people and guilds and stuff in the one that I'm in. So I don't know how they're going to solve that problem. Uh, Presumably, it'll solve itself as people lose interest after the first couple weeks of the game being out, but we'll see. Nifty. So that is New World, which is less uh, problematic than it sounds. Uh, Alex. And I I should stress, too, like, I'm a white person living in America, so my identification of the problems the game has aesthetically and internally is not going to be of the same value as somebody who actually studies and lives with an experience of, you know, being someone who's been colonized. So I would encourage people to, to, to keep an eye out for for people like, you know, the Alicina and, 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 um, and other folks out there who have a much better perspective on it than I do. I'm certainly not trying to defend it. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, No, uh, I just think it's stupid that they, (laughs) That, that they, they chose the name they, that they, they, did they decided to put do a conquistador that way. on the cover. It's it's yeah. a huge shooting yourself in the foot moment, so it's funny. Also, I would say if you're interested in this game, but you're a little on the fence, wait before you buy it because it does count your Steam refund timer down while you're sitting in that queue. So, uh, oh yeah, you, yeah, you are in the game while that's happening. So you know, yeah. Anywho. Uh, Alex, you played a few hours of a game that Andre likes, and Andre's here, so yeah. So I don't even know. If, I don't know if we can talk that much about it. I, Pat, oh. I don't know if you played it. Maybe you did, but it is one shooter called Cruelty Squad. Oh yeah, I played a bunch of a bunch of Cruelty Squad. Yeah, I played almost I know, the whole game. Yeah, I know Andre is pretty fond of it. Um, yeah, it's a great game. It's weird. It's like yeah, the the best way I could think of to describe it is just aggressively abrasive in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yep. Like it's just supremely abrasive. It's like the audio, it's just it's grating. Like the music is grating, the visuals yep. they're awful. 
but it's yep. all very deliberate. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's the menu it, is atrocious. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Like I was totally lost the first time and I didn't even realize there was like a tutorial level until after. Uh, Cause I, I had just been clicking around the UI and just immediately went into the first level and just like had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause like it doesn't provide any tool tips. It doesn't provide any direction. It nope. and then it turns out that first level is kind of like Deus Ex in that there's multiple ways you can approach the level and approach mm-hmm. the the goal, but none of it makes sense at first. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you can I'll go for it. Have you gotten into the like upgrades and stuff at all yet? Yeah, I'm at, I'm on like the fifth level now. Yeah. Like, uh, if I say the police station i don't know if that makes oh, sense yeah. to you but yeah mm-hmm. so that's oh, yeah. where i am now uh and yeah just everything about that game at fr- in the first 20 minutes i was like this is fucking terrible <laughs> oh yeah and then I, and then i stepped away from it and then i came back and tried again i was like okay i'm starting to understand it okay now reloading makes sense uh and i'm yeah. no longer just trying to hit r <laughs> you have to uh, like hold down the right click button and then dip move the your mouse down, up and d- down and up uh, yeah to, yeah to um, reload it yeah um and just like there's just so much stuff about it that makes no sense uh but once you get over that initial learning curve of just like what the fuck is this then it's actually not too bad <laughs> then it's yeah. like you you can kind of jump in and like i can i can't really play it for more than like a 20 or 30 minute session because it is so abrasive. Uh, I found that I've like kind of sunk into its vibe at a certain point and was like, this fucking sucks and I fucking suck. And then I was like able to play it for long sessions. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think, I think my longest session was probably about 30 minutes, but like it's, it's good, but it's also terrible. But I think the terrible part of it is deliberate. So I oh, yeah. oh yeah, just looking at <laughs> I mean, even just if even if you just look at the graphics of it, you're like, yeah, this is. Deliberate. I when I saw that people were so incredibly positive for it, um, I bought it and then jumped into it, and I assumed it was a bit like I I assumed that something was gonna like it was gonna change at some point. The visuals were gonna change, and the music was gonna change. All this stuff was going to like roll over into being something else that was like almost frog fractions. Sure. It is not a bit. That is the game. You, it is a, and, and it all kind of fits once you start to click with its vibe. Like it's a game where you can have like holes installed on your back that shoot out literal shit to make yep. you dash around to make you dash and yeah. stuff. And like, it leaves, it leaves a trail of crap behind you. Yeah. Um, yep. It is a game that is like, it is like, violently aggressively anti-capitalist and it fucking like it's extremely nihilistic and it hates everything it is like very grungy i mean in some ways it's like the most punk game i've ever played um not that i think punk is bad kind of of in the umurangi generation sense except umurangi generation is like beautiful um, yeah. Inspired, like it, it. It's simple visually, but it, it's it's also, in my opinion, uh, like astonishingly gorgeous at times. Yeah. Um, when you catch the light the right way, and you and you line people up, and the people in it are like such a diverse mix of like corporate drones that are trying to survive the 
end of the world and people that are experiencing art and practice and dancing in the street and stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> cruelty squad is like <laughs> everything's fucking trash <laughs> yep it's just garbage yep it's great <laughs> yeah I, um, I i think it is yeah also like the thing that blew my mind was just in the first level especially is just how fast you will die like if you don't notice someone next to you that has a gun, you will blow up in about half a second, <laughs> maybe one second. And I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. It's, it's like an immersive sim, but also like unreal or something where, or I guess quake. I don't, but I don't know if I'd say unreal. It doesn't, the shooting is not particularly good. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not so much saying that it's more like it moves at an incredibly fast pace. Um, you're, it's not like, like immersive Sims. It's often like, I'm going to sneak through this vent and then plan out this whole thing. This game is more like you just sprint through the levels to see the structure of them and then get your head blown off. And then the next time you sprint through the levels, you generally know where stuff is. So you are like spinning around corners and shooting, like full autoing a room full of people and just blowing them away so that then next time they can't kill you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yep. And yeah, you learn the layouts. You learn that, oh, if I shoot that toilet, uh, it explodes into a gas cloud. And if I step in that, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it, it, it is just a game of learning what is going on. Like the second level with the car, if you know what I mean, where vaguely, all of a sudden yeah. it's, it's just like a massive huge enormous level and there's like a billion secrets that you can find oh yeah, yeah yeah like yeah like that kind of stuff is it's really fascinating so yeah i don't i don't know if i would say i'm in love with it but i get it and yeah. i'm gonna try and finish it if i can uh but boy howdy cruelty squad is a, is certainly a thing <laughs> yeah it's definitely it's something that i when i played it i was just like wow this is this it's so cool that we live in a world where someone can make this. Oh, absolutely. Because, like no indie yeah. studio would ever make this and you would never, ever see anything even remotely close to this in the AAA space. So yeah, this is one, this is a couple of people going, Hey, I got an idea and it turns out it's fucking rad. It's not always, um, nice <laughs> or like, uh, give as this thing that makes gives you positive feelings, but I kind of dig that about it, and I I wish yeah. we had more games that challenged. I wish we had more games that weren't fun. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't say I this is not fun though. No, no, like, no. This game is fun to play, but but I wish we had more games that were, that were more were deliberately shitty in different ways. To mm. to that to to be interesting. I guess uh, is yeah. more what I mean. Yeah, I like one of the ways that you get health back is just by eating the bodies of the people you killed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you can potentially absorb their kidneys and livers and stuff like that for, for what purpose, I don't know yet. Uh, you can sell clear. them, I believe. There's oh, a whole okay. market. Well, there's a like, stock market. There's, a, there's yeah. a stock market and it involves also, there's fishing in the there's game. Fish, I don't know yeah. if you found that yet. No, I haven't um, found it yet, but I, I've seen the menu item yeah. that just says fish. And there's also like the stock market will react, I think, to things like too. like if you use certain guns a lot, then the the company that makes the ammunition for that gun stock will go up and stuff. It's weird. There's a lot of weird so little mechanics bizarre. like that. in there. Mm. Yeah. It, bizarre is the is a good way to describe that game. Um, so it is. 
to phrase it another way it's there's a lot of systems in play in this game like a lot of them and a, a lot of them you don't really see them surface in ways that make sense um but like if you think of a i don't know a big game let's talk assassin's creed or something and you have an in or like god of war you know how on god of war they had one guy to one team that purely worked on the axe mechanic and the throwing and the pulling back of it mm-hmm. like they had people dedicated to these mechanics and it's like okay we have a curated list of mechanics that like maybe assassin's creed you have one team working on the upgrade tree and like what those upgrades do and like one on the combat one on blah 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 but like they're working within like a pretty realistic space this is more like they just tried a bunch of different things like just enough so it works and then they'll see if they kind of work together kind of but it ends up being relatively balanced it's so it's it's less about hyper focusing on getting like one or two systems really polished. It's more like how many systems can we throw into this thing to make it as chaotic as possible, uh, but still be relatively cohesive. Like that's kind of what cruelty squad is like. And I think for certain people, like I would much rather play cruelty squad for 25 more hours than replay God of war. Uh, sure. (laughs) Like I think for certain people it's it, that kind of shit is going to hit way more than the, the super polished triple a, um, approach but you're totally right that it is it is a game of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah literally literally in some cases yeah anyways cruelty squad maybe play it i don't know it's weird it's it looks very weird but it's very intentionally and it looks very intentional so it is it, it is interesting i don't know if i'm going to pick it up but i i it's one of those games where i'm like I actually I think, think you might for, like it. Really? I actually think I actually think you might like it too because you Dang. like like, slu- you, think like it's really cool. you like okay. the sludge life and that whatever that gorilla game was the uh, uh, ape out ape out yeah thank you yeah no I, I I looking at the graphics I definitely had sludge life vibes of it yeah I, I, would I do wait for really sale. love sludge life um, I, I I think you might actually pick up what is laying down pretty directly. Yeah. Um, probably I would just wait for a sale on it. So in case, yeah. you, or, or, you know, to refund, I don't know. You know I hate I'm to, probably going to wait for a sale just because yeah. like there are too many games and, uh, my game that I'm going to talk about for like five seconds, um, is, <laughs> is in a series where I just spent way too much money on games in that series this week. So, you know, I need oh. to wait for sales. Guilty <laughs> <laughs> squad is on sale, but it's on sale until October 8th. Oh, uh, and it's only twenty percent, so you know you can yeah. always wait for maybe wait a little longer. bit longer. The, but it's, um, it's it's I, I I appreciate games that do interesting stuff. So I guess maybe that is something that I think I think you would appreciate that about it. Uh, and you have like a a separate mouse you can use with your PC, right? Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you have a mouse, it it'll run on a laptop, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it my my a... laptop generally is pretty not. Like it runs pretty okay, so yeah. No, I I've put it on my on my Steam wish list. God, just watching it in action is just fucking wild. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, ugly. it's but it's it's very it's very you know I I I am just glad that games like this exist, even if yeah. uh, okay I haven't played it yet, just because I Pat. do. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Go for yeah. It. Uh, uh, Pat, one question. There's a mechanic in there. I have not really known what it means. So, you know, sometimes you'll just walk into a room or you'll be walking around the world and then suddenly there's like an eyeball on the left side of the screen that's looking around. Do you know what that I means? Think, I think that tells you people are watching you. Oh, I okay. think that's that the stealth indicator 
where if you um, oh. are hidden, then the eyes closed. And if you're right. or not there or and if people can see you, then it's it's um, the eyes open because okay. the stealth, the stealth is the stealth system in that game is relatively um, uh, deep is maybe the wrong word, but like it, it has a real stealth system. It's it's like fairly robust. Uh, I think you can like shoot out lights and stuff like that. Um, oh really? I haven't tried. I, I'm, I, I think I, <laughs> I think things like darkness and stuff do conceal you at different ways and things. Because yeah, um, I know I could be you wrong. can. I know in that second level when you go into basements, it just goes completely dark. Yeah, and like, you can and get you, like night vision uh, as an upgrade. Yeah, you, I can get night, you can get yeah. night vision. I should get that because one time I got basically lost in a basement, and the only way to light my way around was to shoot. And then yeah. I was really running low on bullets. So I was like, fuck, am I going to have to reset this level if I can't get out? <laughs> yeah, I think I think there is light and darkness plays into the stealth mechanics. And but I'm not I'm, I'm not positive about that. So right. don't quote yeah. me I, again. The mechanics are not clearly explained most of the time. <laughs> but yeah. again, deliberate. I, I like that the uh, four highest tags for it on Steam are. FPS, capitalism, yep. surreal, and immersive sim. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, those are all pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just seeing, it's like FPS, capitalism, okay, surreal, immersive sim. Like, I mean, your role yeah. in this game is you're like a, um, a hitman that kills people for like, a corporation. Like corporate hitman, yeah. Yeah, and you're backstory is that you were like a pmc who got discharged and where did you see this backstory (laughs) oh there's an intro video i forget how i triggered it but yeah like well it's you can anytime you launch the game it'll start and then there's an option to turn it off if you want but but yeah you're like naked in your apartment you get a phone call that's like that says job says did i wake you from your depression nap yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, mood. Um, and his department is like a mattress on the floor and a television. Yeah. And he's just yeah, standing in the shower, it's, it's, staring at the wall. It's great. Yeah. It's a good game. It's 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 strange. I don't think I don't think it's for everyone. No. But oh, like oh, I would say like not. pretty unequivocally, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. But uh, I think not, if, you, if you get a, it, you get it. This is not picking on anybody. Or not picking on Sam. I don't think Sam would like Cruelty no, Squad. Sam would, no, Sam would despise Cruelty Squad. Because yes, also, it's, like, it's kind of it's it's punishing. Like, it's kind of hard at points. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, so. Yeah, no, it's it, it looks... It, I mean, I feel like it's one of those games, though, where if you look at just even screenshots, you get the vibe that they're yeah. going for. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're like, obviously, there's a lot more nuance to it, and there's a lot more that I haven't seen since I haven't played it, but... It's one of those games where, like, you you know if you kind of can gel with that sort of like kind of weirdness. Uh, I I don't know that I would call any part of Cruelty Squad nuanced, but yes, yeah, it's kind of that that, like subtlety is subtlety is dead. Yeah, in practice for sure. That's that's fair. Um, But 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean I get that there's more than just what you can see in the screenshots. That I'll put it that way. (laughs) <laughs> it, it looks like a trash game that someone made in their free time in like 20 minutes. See, but yeah, it is, that, it is good, more, it is more elaborate I, than that. 
kind of that's another thing that I really do love though is is people that take the kind of retro aesthetic and uh go go wild places with it um yeah e- yeah where uh yeah what, what was well, the game called why am i blanking on the name of that game what what, uh, what, what, what what's it about what is it jazz punk yeah. no the one where you uh uh dreams computer you know what Deus i'm talking Ex? about no Deus Ex? No, uh, the one where you're like a, a game, where you're like a, comp- a moderator in your um, oh, oh hypnospace outlaw. outlaw yes big hypnospace outlaw vibes yeah yeah, yeah. This is yeah. A game. and it's like where it's like I where it's like I love games that use that retro uh, aesthetic but for kind of like interesting purposes and totally. acknowledge that a lot of stuff from that era looked the, frankly like garbage but yep. in like an yeah. interesting way this game could take place in the world of hypnospace outlaw easily yeah yeah like if you this 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 is the world when you roll your chair away from the desk of hypnospace outlaw yeah for sure oh shit um okay okay you guys have convinced me because <laughs> with I, a lot I, of violence i yeah. love i love hypnospace outlaw and I, yeah. I kind of need to go play it again because um i would recommend to anybody the pc gamer review of this game is really well written and just a good piece of games criticism oh, i haven't uh, i haven't read that yeah, it's it's a good it's it's a James yeah. Dallin I saw a headline that um from Collider where that you might agree with where it's more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. Basically. Oh, d- yeah, kind of, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, In a this lot of is ways, it's great that this game came out after Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was a mess because <laughs> this game gets <laughs> what <laughs> that game should have had some of the elements of this game for sure. Um, and this game is actually uh, turbo anti-capitalist, like, fuck off and doesn't care who knows it game to cyberpunk's, like, very sanitized look at the concept and at which anti-capitalism. Is, which is such a wild thing to make a sanitized look at is, is cyberpunk. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The PC gamer tagline is cruelty squad is what a great immersive sim sees before it dies. And I think that is. <laughs> I uh, love yeah, it. Good, I'm looking at the PC one. gamer review. God damn it! When you guys I, have convinced me on this game, and like, oh, I love I this. Didn't when think I it would t- be for me. when I take out the mayor of Cancer City in that mega mall for the fourth time, it sends the police cyborg cyborgs with machine gun arms into a violent frenzy. Yeah, and then they just start tearing, <laughs> mowing down the citizens, and like, yep. <laughs> I think the the I love this line from it instantly. Cruelty Squad is Deus Ex if it were made today. The natural product of furious people exhausted by wealth inequality, police militarization, and the stubborn structures that keep humanity rolling towards total annihilation of the soul. Yeehaw! Yep, it's it's basically. Really oh, perfect. That, okay, I need to read that, and then I <laughs> I will need to play this game. Pat, did you know you can aim down sights? Yeah, yeah. I I found that out. <laughs> I found that out just randomly hitting a button. I was like, wait. You can aim down sight and like you can snipe. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Cruelty Squad. It's weird. Play it, I guess. Squad, or don't. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird and it fucking rolls. It's probably one of yeah. my favorite games this year, actually. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a good game. That's a bad game, but it's not. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. Yeah, it's an interesting space because I think movies that are made to be bad or books that are written to be bad usually suck 
Like, oh, absolutely. There are, like, and not in a fun way. Yeah, there are like, bad games and bad movies, or bad movies and bad books that are fun. Um, yeah. That are unintentionally really fun, even though they suck. This is a game where everything about it is intentional and parts of it really suck, but it works still. Yeah. And it's still I really fucking yeah. good. I don't know if there's any movie thing, so. that. I don't know if there's any movie that has attempted to be I, so bad it's good that actually is so bad it's good. Like this is this is I I I thought I, as a bad movie aficionado I've thought about this a lot where I don't think that you can do that with movies so it's interesting that you can do that with games. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if this is more comparable to like a Chuck Tingle book. Chuck Maybe. Tingle is a fucking genius and I will yeah. not yeah. yeah, and well, I'm not saying yeah, this is. is a bad yeah. game. No, but like he, consumer soft he, products are genius too. I think they're yeah, exactly. Like it gets two people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that there's any way you can make a movie that way, which is because I, I've definitely watched some bad movies where they're like, "Look at how ridiculous this is," and you're just like, "This is this is stupid." Yeah. but. Uh, but, yeah, then but this is kind of this Neil Brain movie, is, and you're just like, this okay. is cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm gonna stand by that. This is kind of like a Chuck Tingle book made into a video game, where it's just like the premise is like, what are you talking about? But then it's like, okay, the execution. But then you get and, into the vibe, and you're yeah, like, and it's like, like you okay, can, yeah. Actually, you know what? That probably sounds about right because, like, with Chuck Tingle, like you look at it from the outside, and you're like, okay. But if you can read some of it and you get into the vibe of Chuck Tingle, you like get the vibe of Chuck Tingle. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I, I I see where we're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. So it's, it's the Chuck Tingle of video games. <laughs> oh, God. If it, you, the one way to convince me to play that <laughs> game if I wasn't already convinced. Yep. Oh, uh, man. If only there was a, if there's a movie version, but I'll just have to wait to see uh, Dear Evan God. Hansen when I don't have to pit, when I don't have to go outside <laughs> to see it. Uh, I am, but man, oh. Man, I, I, I that we could get on a tangent about that, but I'm just so what excited did, to what I what, eventually watch it. What did you play this week, Allison? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played the game that is the opposite of Dear Evan Hansen. Question so mark? it's good. So it's good. Yes, <laughs> yes. I just played. I yeah. I don't. You don't really have to talk about it for very long, but I just played like stupid amounts of Atelier Riza too. This week, I think I'm nearing the end because I'm on the, um, what is the kind of final dungeon area. So I think I'm nearing the end. Um, and the re and I mean, the reason I'm playing it is partially because it's a really good game and I really love it, but also because the entire series is on sale right now. And those games rarely go on sale because Koei Tecmo is, knows that fans like me will be like, okay, I'll pay that money. Uh, so I have spent too much money on this series this week. This week, so um, playing the second one, and then I might uh, jump back into one of the older games to see uh, to check in with that because I just in general love the vibe of those games. But it's just it just I, I don't know. It's just so pleasant. And the one thing that I really think is um, interesting about the series that. Uh, I don't know if people necessarily talk. I mean, people talk about the crafting because that's kind of the whole alchemy thing. But the, I think the thing that's really interesting about the game is how much 
the alchemy is important in terms of uh, progression in the game to the point of even not just like, hey, you have to craft items for this plot point, which is, is certainly part of it, but also, hey, is this, bo- is this boss kicking your ass? Rather than going and grinding, you know, levels, it's it's going to make a lot more sense to go back to your to your atelier, um, go, okay, uh, what can I make to, what what were my issues in the last battle? So what can I make to make myself better? Or can I re, um, can I upgrade my existing items so that they are better in terms of both the equipment that you have listed on you and the usable items that you have with you? And it really forces you to think about that in, in ways that I don't know if it is necessarily a lot of other games do with the crafting mechanics. Uh, like, for example, I, I've i definitely crafted the same item multiple times where I'm like kind of trying to tweak it, going, okay, I like this staff. I The one thing I want from Ryza in particular is that sometimes I feel like uh, she can be a little bit of a slower character at this, like at least with the way that I've equipped her. So with these items, I'm going to focus on speed in in the items. And okay, I would like to have this kind of a an item, so I need to go get these items so that I can make that, and make that, and make that. So it really does for, for, force you to focus in on that system, even though it's not necessarily a t- terribly hard game. Um, it, it just, it, I think the thing that really does make the series really fun is that alchemy system and how it kind of is is much more necessary than even like really leveling up your characters is to make sure that they're well equipped and that they have stuff and it, it's just so satisfying too when you get new uh items that you've been waiting for like i uh had been waiting to make a specific um material and i finally got the items to be able to do it and it just like fucking ripped where you're just like yes i finally mm-hmm. have enough to make i have enough underground um underworld crystals to be able to make this thing and then you make it and then you realize that there's another item that you need that you only had one of and you're like well shit uh it there's just i don't know it's just i i there's a lot like for being such a chill game in terms of the atmosphere and a lot of the vibe of it and everything there is just like a lot of depth in the crafting aspect of it and i think that from what i've heard a lot of fans of the series are frustrated with how like simplified Ryza is in particular with the crafting. So I'm interested in put like playing some of these older games and seeing um, more of that because I've heard that people are like, yeah, the Ryza is really a lot more polished in terms of the aesthetics and in terms of the exploration and the combat, but the older series um, might you might like them better for story, you might like them better for characters, and you might like them better because of the alchemy system. So it's mm. interesting to, yeah, pl- uh, think about that word because that's already one of my favorite things about Ryza. So I'm like, ooh, if it's... Uh, I, what will happen when I go and play some of these older games? So I don't yeah, know. I think sense. it's just such a cool series, and I'm, I'm glad that, like in particular, the Ryza games have been doing really really well sales wise so that uh it can continue on as a series and they can keep uh growing i know that it's the 
25th anniversary, I think, of the series. Um, and they have already announced a, a new game. Um, and I think they have a lot of, they have other announcements that they're planning on. So it's very, it's, it's an exciting time to be a fan of this series. Yeah, it seems like that series is really, um, like it's just well liked enough that and it makes enough money that they're going to be able to make it for a long time uh because it has such a like devoted fan base yeah oh absolutely it's one of those where it's like it's uh it's it's very it's it's still niche especially in terms of it's it's aesthetic for like a, a like a western market like a lot of the cute anime girl aesthetic is not necessarily as, as popular in Western markets. Um, although I'm like, why not? Uh, but, uh, it's, it's popular enough where, and, uh, Ryza in particular has sold enough that it's going to keep being supported, um, as a series. And, uh, the, you know, we're going to get into the news. So I'll just say my, my piece of that news, which is, uh, that they, uh, announced, uh, Sophie too. um, which is the fourth game in the Mysterious series, which uh, was the series that was the last, um, that was right before R- Ryza came out. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it, it, I don't know, it's, 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 just, it's just nice that they're able to keep doing this and yeah, absolutely. up some of those and uh, keep, uh, keep making games in those older series. And like they, they had a, a new game in the, Arland series, which is one of the more, which was like the first series on like PlayStation three. Um, so it's, 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 it's very, it's very nice. And I'm just very, uh, happy that I've gotten into the series because it's very much like, it's one of those things where you play it and you're like, wait, why haven't I known about this for a million years? This is exactly my vibe. Yeah, game. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, Anyways, I recommend that series if you want to play it. It's currently on sale, but it's still kind of expensive to play because how long? How long is the sale on for? Like for the next few days, I think. Okay. The sixth, maybe. Yeah, but it's one of those series that like I really would like to play. It's a it's a JRPG series I really like to play, um, but it's one of there's like I want to play trails and tales oh yeah and, and some of these final fantasy pixel remasters and that series there's just so many jrpgs i'd like to play oh me too and i'm i'm in the same boat it's it's just one of those where i i've i've been interested in in, in this yeah. series for a, a while like i i i've been kind of like casually into, interested and then i played rise and i'm like okay i really love this yeah um, yeah for which sure. is why i spent so much money this week but at the same time even even when it's on sale they they don't go that much on sale, but at the same yeah. time, this is the first time these uh, uh, these trilogy packs that they have on sale. I think I saw some on Reddit. That this is the first time that they've been on sale in like two years. Oh, so yeah. it's like it, it's an expensive series to get be into. Um, but if if you think that it's uh, kind of a long year wavelength and I'd, I'd recommend trying it i may end up picking up one of the trilogy packs just since it just to have it um and then uh get into it at some point i have found i find i think the art is really cool i like the art a lot 
And it took me a long time to get to a place where I like could reconcile like finding anime art appealing, like feeling finding this kind of anime art appealing. Yeah. Without going, do I find this appealing for like weird reasons I haven't unpacked, you know? <laughs> um but the yeah. answer I've come to is like, no, I just think it's cool. I don't know. Yeah, it's I like just a lot of beautiful art. Yeah, exactly. Um I'm not like looking at it to to go i want to look at these boobies yeah um. and, and the thing that that i think is <laughs> is is nice about about the series is that it is like the majority of the protagonists are are anime girls basically yeah, yeah. It, if, but yeah. at the same time the game games really do a good job at not being sexualized like the fan base has definitely sexualized especially Ryza, which i i'm i have Maybe. mixed they on. do it with their marketing in shitty ways too. Yeah, they do. That's true. But um, but, but but I get what you're saying about it. But the like the games the themselves game. don't yeah. necessarily focus on that. Um, in the games, they definitely do in the marketing. Uh, there was a a whole like with this 25th anniversary, they were selling merch that that was yeah. all like bikini merch, and I'm like, man, why are you doing this like this? It's, yeah, why are you doing yeah. me like this series? But um, like once they're in the game, like. The most sexual thing, even in, in Ryza, which is like people are like, "Whoa, this is the fan servicey one." Is that she has thick thighs, and uh, you see her fully closed ass multiple times. I I used to. I guess what I used to, what I was kind of trying to get is I used to kind of look down my nose a little bit at some games that use this kind of aesthetic as like, well, I like anime, but when games look like this, I think it's weird and yeah I'm no hitting and- a point in my life where i'm just like whatever i don't need to i'm realizing that a lot of i think there was a a, a lot of my feelings about that stuff was kind of performative in a way of, oh i mean like, i, have I that- need to publicly decry this but who fucking cares i mean listen i, I I've, I've been unpacking that with myself too where yeah. uh when i was uh like when i was a teenager i was really really in- deep into anime and manga and then when i was a when i was in my early kind of mid twenties. I was like, well, I like good anime, but you know, I like, you know, I, I, but, but really like kind of trying to disconnect myself from my teenage kind of weeb years. Let's be real. Uh, and then now as, as somebody who's in my, now in my thirties, I'm, I'm like, I'll say who cares. Like yeah. life, <laughs> life sucks. Life is too short. Life if, is if- too short to be performative about that. I'm just going to watch like the, like good anime, like Odd Taxi, and I'm also gonna watch the dumbest shit too. Yes, uh, like oh, I, yeah. <laughs> like like I did a thread on on Twitter about uh, alternates to Squid Game, and I included uh, Mirai Nikki Future Diary, which is trash. It is yep. honestly garbage, but it was like I watched that garbage so fast because it was like this is this is awful, but I'm... also I can't look away. Yeah. Okay. Totally unrelated from the topic of Atelier Riza too, but so I've not watched this Squid Game. You compared it to other things that, or you did not compare it favorably to other things that you preferred, like Danganronpa and things of that nature. Yeah, is it is it still I, worth a watch? Oh, I'd say so. Yeah, it's just um, I think part of the reason it's so popular though is that it is very much. This is going to sound really condescending, and I don't mean this as a, as a condescending thing to the creators of the show who like a lot of the work is really great behind it, especially the acting, the um, set design and everything. 
But it is kind of baby's first death game. You know? uh, it sounds like um, an enormous amount of the nuance and depth was lost in the translation. From yeah, I, stuff I, I, I was I reading think, from from some I, Korean folks on, on Twitter. That was, I think I that think that's been kind of like sorry. That that was also if you watch the CC version. Apparently, the straight up English version without CC is supposed to be better. Mm, okay, yeah, but even but even then, like a lot of it is pretty basic because like I kept wondering, oh, is there going to be some like they keep talking about the VIPs like early on, and you're like, is there going to be some sort of twist about what that means? And then it's like, no, it is just rich people who like to watch people like kill each other like it's, uh, it's the like, purge it, it's like it's like very it's like very basic in in that kind of sense and it's not bad but it's just one of those things where i feel like a lot of people who have already seen a lot or read or watched a lot of um content that's kind of similar they're like you see the comparisons and they're not quite as good like for example like a lot of the i feel like a lot of the games in particular don't go as far psychologically as they could um they're like and and i think that you know i don't know if it necessarily is trying to do that but for example um i'm still not done with the first season but i've been watching the anime kaiji uh and Mm. it has kind of a similar initial premise where people who have a whole lot of debt are going to play gambling basic games to basically gamble for more money is it it shogi i forget uh no it is uh it is a card-based version of rock paper scissors but it gets really deep into the psychology of it and it gets really interesting in terms of the mechanics of it too where where it's like you're looking at these this like kids game but there's a people are looking at psychology of okay so you're given a limited number of cards that have the rock paper and scissors but people a lot of people might tend to be kind of balanced where if they use a rock then they're going to use a scissors uh because they're not going to use all of them at once and so then like it goes uh kind of a lot more in depth into using this uh basic kind of game everybody knows as kind of a battle of wits between the players and um people are deceiving each other people are doing this like i feel like there's a lot more of that whereas with squid game like like for it does a lot of things similar where it's like these are uh children's games that are um some are popular worldwide some are mostly just korea based uh but it's a lot less the games themselves are a lot less of that. And I think that's fine because they like there are episodes that don't even focus necessarily as much on the games. But for example, it's um, like the first game is, is red light, green light. Uh, but if you, if you are caught moving after the red light, you get shot basically. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's by a, by a giant doll thing. And you're just like, okay. Uh, but there's not really a lot of strategy involved. It's just kind of like, like, and and like, that's kind of understandable because they're just introduced to the fact that this is now a death game rather than just playing games and you're, when you're, and being eliminated means you're being eliminated. But, but even later on, there's like, I don't know, they have a, a, a game where they're like each given 10 marbles and they're like, 
get 10 marbles from somebody else. So, it, it, but it really does not do a lot with in terms of the games themselves. And I think that there's a lot of story elements that are decent and characterization that's decent that comes across. I mean, I mean, I, I, I read a lot about that translation too, and I've seen some people say that it's like the closed captioning and then also people who are like, yeah, this is also localization, just like localization too, yeah. um, which I get. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it like kind of doesn't go quite as far with a lot of the characterization too. Or there's characters that are good that they that they die right away, which is is a common trope in those yeah. kind of death look game at, things. Look but. at the first Danganronpa. Look at the first death that happens there. <laughs> of a bitch, yeah. It's like it's like it's like the character where I was like, I like her. That's great, and then you're just like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Or, or Danganronpa three, the, that first death. Oh my god! Yeah, I, like, I'm thinking. Those, of, those sound They're, like they would probably be better executed than than that. Like not yes. that, but but it's working within a different scope. A yeah, 40, yeah, a forty-hour game. I don't think it's show. but like I don't think it's bad at all. It's just I think that there are other things that do the kind of death game concept better, especially with like Danganronpa and uh, Zero Escape, um, and and then not necessarily death game, but kind of similar with the gambling and financial aspect. I, I mentioned the. Kaiji. Anime Kaiji, um, the also, manga Liar if, game, which I really love. Um, oh, yeah. I've heard great things. But um, by the yeah. way, if people are looking up Kaiji, don't look up Kaijo. That's something completely different. I don't know if you're familiar with Kaijo. No. Kaijo is the one with the anime, la- anime ladies that are fighting each other with their butts. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It's really stupid, and it's actually yeah. kind of good, but totally different from Kaiji. Yeah. It's like yeah, they have like, like butt like... techniques and stuff. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty, really stupid. It's pretty funny. It's it's less <laughs> gross than it sounds. I'm not yeah. gonna say it's like entirely not gross because yeah. there is an angle of it that is definitely hey, want to watch girls smash their butts together? But <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds, and it's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. it's just kind of it's it's just interesting that. You know, I, I don't, I, and all this to say as like, I don't want to come across negatively towards Squid Game, especially because I, I think the actors in it do fucking great work. Like there, yeah, there are a couple, there are certain actors in there where I'm like, well, even if the, even if the, like the, like writing for some of the characters is a little leaner or even if the translation is a little bit like wonky, like they specifically focused on one character who is in my opinion, like one of the best characters in the show. Uh, but they even if, even if the, I, I, I don't know enough Korean to make any sort of, you know, definitive one way or another, mm. but her acting was just so fucking good. And it's live action, like, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's like, it's an interesting, um, I think it's fine. They may have been going for some simpler concepts and, and scenarios in some ways to reach an audience that is maybe not as receptive to some of the weird <laughs> weirdness oh, and depth in things like Danganronpa and, and Zero Escape and stuff like that. Yeah. So oh, it could be fully intentional. Absolutely. And it's like, again, I, I don't mean that as like a negative here. Yeah, yeah. It's just that as somebody who's experienced quite a bit of, of this, of where yeah, like looking, thinking about conscious content, I'm like, damn, I, is, is there something, 
something wrong with me with how much I like the whole death game concept a little too much. <laughs> no, um, I, I, get, yeah, <laughs> I get it. I mean, there's a lot of times when I see sci-fi stuff that people are like really into, I look at it and go, that's simple. Um, you know, it's it's not like I think it's bad, but it doesn't, I don't like. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm like. for it in the same way. It's. I think it's good. It's just like, I think a lot of people, it's just blowing up in a way that I was surprised about a little bit because it is like, you know, I feel like other things have done it not necessarily even better. Like I I mentioned um, in in my same Twitter thread, the movie Cube, which is kind of, which is, I'm not great, which is fine. It's not a great movie. It's not a great movie, but it's like also like extremely low budget, weird. then you get Science hyper. Fiction. Then you get hypercube. Cube two hypercube, which is really bad. Have you seen yeah. any of the Purge movies, Allison? No, and I kind of you think should, I need you to should go watch and watch them. all of the Purge. You movies. You should watch them. They're pretty good. I've only watched the first two so far, but they're pretty, yeah. they're pretty good. Cir- they, there's there's also Circle, which is not great, but it's like also very. It's also extremely low budget. There's also Exam, which is again. Not great, but that's the thing about a lot of this death game kind of serious, uh, like series. Most of them are kind of mediocre in general. I think I always thought that the purge was, um, like, like kind of like torture porny, like it was just like, um, a lot of graphic violence for the sake of it. It's, it's not really, it's much more like someone saw a death game anime. And then I don't think this is necessarily what really happened, but somebody saw a death game anime and was like, how can I translate this to a Western thriller? Um, because it's, it's, it doesn't have any game stuff in it. Like I do love how stupid the concept is, is, is the thing. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's, it's it's quite good. Oh yeah. And then, and then you have like, all of the various spinoffs that are like, what if the purge went on forever? And it's like, then that's just anarchy. I don't well, know. and and those are just the great great thing is that they are they didn't make a bunch of side movies. They just make a new <laughs> made one series. <laughs> yeah, like the the there's little things that tie them together in terms of like character moments and stuff. But uh, like Purge Two is not. It's just it's it's another purge. It's another year of the purge. And it's just on a different scale with a different focus. So yeah, it's it's honestly I might surprisingly deep too for honestly I might just wait like the purge the original work is based off of a Star Trek episode like loosely (laughs) yeah makes sense oh okay yeah it is it is theoretically like like I don't know if. because original work the purge 2013 based on Star Trek the original series the return of the Archons or Archons by Gene Ronberry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't episode. know if that was necessarily intentional or not. Yeah, no, it's like OG Star Trek. But yeah, it's it makes sense. It's it's definitely a um, concept that is it's it's very much a movie that it's about that it's a series that is about its concept for sure. Honestly, um, oh, like it, it honestly does make sense that that was a concept that showed up in OG Star Trek. Holy shit, that first movie has some of the best. Like you, fucking idiot, what are you doing? You piece oh, of shit. I, what is wrong with you? One hundred percent. You're bet. such a fucking moron for doing oh. what you're doing right now. <laughs> honestly, I might have to go watch like all of these because also it is now October, which means I just want to watch nothing but. Spooky kind of movies. let's be real kind of spooky movies They're, and yeah. also like kind of 
like cheap kind of spooky movies. Yeah, they're not really scary. The Purge yeah. movies that I've watched so far, anyway, they're not really Halloweeny or horror-y, but they're thrillers and they do have well, a little bit of a slasher movie, vibe to them. So, like in particular, yeah. the whole kind of like uh, home invasion thing is like yeah. a like a very much like childhood fear for me to the point where when I was like maybe. I don't even remember when this movie came out. I never even saw the movie, but uh, okay, so I was like eleven. But just the trailer for the movie Panic Room oh, fucking yeah. broke me as a uh, kid. Like when I was it's like a 11. good movie too. It's a, it is no, a good I've movie. Heard, I've heard yeah. good things about it. It's just that like that partic- like that's one of those things where like that as a concept that kind of home invasion thing just like fucked me up as a kid yeah. to the point where my dad like literally pulled up crime statistics and it's like we live in a safe neighborhood you're fine yeah it's i've uh, i've never liked home invasion movies for the for a similar reason um panic room is one of the few that i've seen but uh but the purge is it's not really home invasion in the same no, it, way it's also it's, dumb too is the thing That's <laughs> yeah, <not> yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's home not invasion. i always thought that the story of the first purge was that like some psychopaths randomly attack the the family that live in that house and invade their home on purge night. That's not what it's about. It's, oh, it's see, a little that's what more, I've always thought it's no, about. No, it's too. it's got an interesting story. The plot is actually like kind of is is pretty interesting the way that the situation evolves over the course of their their evening. Uh so I I, I recommend it for sure. Honestly, like next time I talk about movies on this podcast, I'm gonna be like Listen, I've watched the entire Purge series. Yeah, I need to watch the other four then, or whatever. Then then you watched or you read all of the fan fictions that Jenny Nicholson talked about <laughs> with regards to the Purge. I have watched that video it's, a thousand it, times of, of Purge, it, fan, Purge X One Direction fan fiction. It blows yes. my mind that there hasn't been a Purge video game because it's such a good concept for a oh, video game. It, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It's, somebody needs to get on that. Like, Blumhouse, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Yeah. Make a Annapurna video game. <laughs> God. Uh, anyways, if you want a good movie that's not about death games and it's not anything close to that, but it's also a Blumhouse movie, go watch Happy Death Day. Thank you. Anyways, I think it's time for us to get to the news. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been a long... Yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a long tangent. tangent. I, we, I feel like a lot of these we can just kind of... Yeah, no, and I was looking at that too, and I was, I, I think a lot of it's pretty uh, basic, uh, but to start with some lovely ones, uh, Christopher Judge, who is uh, Kratos in God of War, um, recent God of War, as well as my heart, Teal'c on Stargate s Oh man, um, I, <laughs> let me tell you, we won't, we don't have to go off on a tangent, but in one of my discords, I was like, I gotta, I should fucking watch Stargate again, because I was, as I started talking about it, I was like, Stargate's probably one of my top three favorite TV shows Honestly, ever. Stargate, <laughs> I think fucking valid, rules. Yeah, I, I was like, like I rewatched a few episodes of like early Stargate last year, and I think I need to get back into oh. that rewatch because oh, yeah, it is just like it. cozy. Like that it is, is like so good. Like Stargate that, like so that good. kind of sci-fi is just like yes, like my cozy kind of warm happy space, and honestly. Like Teal'c is made is up there as like one of the best characters in Stargate. So yeah, he is. Like, oh, indeed. he's the best. I anyways, think. Anyways, sure. I am. Uh, so, but anyways, he said that um, God of War Ragnarok was uh, ended up being 
uh, partially delayed due to an injury of his, and he talked about how much he really loves the dev team and how much they worked around it and made it work for him. And it's just nice to see that that's something that, you know, somebody He's, say, talk about the dev team and say, you know, yeah, you, you did, you did a good. He's a cool guy. And yeah. Um, and, and it was a nice like humanizing moment for him and for the team. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, this, as, as I've grown more distant, more and more distant from that God of War game, I kind of have come to, deride it a little bit in, in, in my in my memory um but it's certainly not because of christopher judge or oh, because of no. the team that made it um, no yeah it's one of those where i it looking back on it i feel i i really liked it when i was playing it but i feel zero yes. inclination to go replay it yeah at all i i have no connection in my brain like, now you know i'm fine with I, without replaying any of it i dipped into that death strandings director that dress standing directors cut a little bit um and mm-hmm. we'll play a little more of it here and there um as the mood strikes me and i realized that i had more of a like oh yeah this part was so good because it's stupid not because i'm like think death stranding <laughs> is high art i had much more of a like like you know that feeling of like recent nostalgia reaction to death stranding than i do for yeah. anything around god of war well, and death yeah. stranding is a stupid I don't, game I, I don't think God of War pushes any boundaries. I think Death Stranding does some weird shit that you're like, yeah. okay, okay, sure. Like the first and, encounter with the BT, that's actually kind of spooky. Yeah. yeah and I think I, God of War it feels very much like a lot of other prestige games right now. Yeah. And um, yeah. the sequel looks like maybe they're doing some cool stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. And, yeah. and Christopher Judge's performance is the high point of that game and and if it pushes any boundaries i certainly think the performance capture and performance from him is like um pretty outstanding so uh i i think that um you know i'm hoping that with a more interesting cast uh potentially in the new one i think a big part of um the reason why i'm not why god of war doesn't live on you know, Christopher Judge aside, obviously he's not a white dude, but in the context of the game and the way that everyone's portrayed, it's like a bunch of white dudes angry at each other. Yep. <laughs> uh, and and that's like kind of all. The, and then one crazy mom, and that's kind of all that 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 story. I remember that story as in a lot of ways, which is too bad because I think it's trying to be so much more than that. But I just think it, for me, I just it could have used a much more interesting diverse cast and it looks like the new one might have that so just my my my, uh memories of the story is is just him going boy yeah um and you know he does it well uh and like yeah no it's it's just one of those games where it feels like so prestige and it's not a game where i ever have any like uh, with, with most games that i really like i will typically have that like should i just play it again yeah um yeah and I have, I'm like with with God of War, I have like none of that at all. Even I'll though say, I finished it and I enjoyed it and everything, I'm, I'm just like. At least apart from the, I think there's an argument about fridging there that is very uh, on point. But I don't have the same, like I don't have a lot of prestige games, including things like Last of Us Two for me. But um, a lot of prestige games, I have like. I, f- I actively dislike them in a sense where it's like it. I just find them 
tiring and frustrating and annoying. I haven't gotten there at God of War. I at least just don't really feel a lot for it at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, like no. I have super negative thoughts. And, and like, it, there's a lot of those types of games where I've stopped midway through because I'm just like, I don't really, I'm not feeling it. I And I, fin- I finished all of God of War because I wanted <laughs> to see all of it. It was genuinely really well crafted and, and beautiful. It's just, it's one of those games where, yeah, I just in terms of looking back, I'm not like thinking about it. didn't leave an impression. Like, no, and yeah. it didn't leave an impression where I'm like, man, the game was ripped. It, it yeah. left an impression of like that was, that was a pretty good game in hindsight. Wasn't, wasn't that our game of the year that year? <laughs> yeah, I think it probably was because <laughs> I think. in the in the immediate come off of that game, I was really hot on it. Oh it's yeah, just well, over time, my feelings also, have evolved on it quite I a lot. I think one of those games too, where I think literally all of us had played it and all of us were yeah. pretty good well, on it. So it's kind of like it's like one of Sam's favorite games ever too. So I think yeah. that was part of the the yeah. and and I think for him it, the dad game aspect of it really hit which yeah uh, did nothing for me in that context so i thought um, trace was a little shit <laughs> oh yeah i did too yeah i didn't find him particularly endearing i thought he was annoying for most of the game yeah. um especially I when he had the, his tantrum yeah oh, i like the very yes. end of that yeah. yeah that part sucked actually i'm remembering that that part did make me mad but i that part, that part i I remember appreciating the fact that it made me mad because it clearly was on purpose. It was supposed to make yeah. me mad. And I thought you're they supposed did to, do you're, that. You're that's supposed probably to feel the like, most oh, interesting thing. That's probably the most interesting thing the game did is it pissed me off about a character legitimately. Like I got actually mad at him and I actually was like, maybe I just fucking stop playing this game because this sucks. And I think that speaking to what I said earlier about Cruelty Squad, which where I wish more games were not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that was the, probably the most interesting moment of God of War because it was not fun, but it was not fun with a purpose. Um, yeah. And, and that was kind of interesting. Yeah, because wasn't... Okay, now, sorry. This is out of band, kind of, but, like, what, what what did he do? He, like, talked shit to one of the dwarves or something and, like, yeah. insulted the dwarves and then just, like, and ran away And then he just fucked off, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And then you had and to do I, a bunch of stuff that you normally had him to help you with, and it was a pain in the fucking ass to do it without him. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, but also, but also, like, the... Am I blanking their names? The dwarves. Brock and Sindri? Like, yes. Yeah. They're, like, arguably, like, the most likable characters in the, totally. in the game. They're total sweethearts. They're just yeah, because like, it's just certainly love, not fucking Freya, you and you love them, and then you're <laughs> just like, you're like Atreus, you little shit. You don't say that to either Brock or Sindri. I don't remember which one was he insulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Freya, and then you're like, oh, Freya was so cool. And then they were like, what if Freya was a trope? What yeah, if, I know. What if the I only so woman in this game was instead made up. into a shitty trope? I loved yep. her up until that. She was so Rescue cool. the princess. Oh, man. Yeah, now we're talking about it. And I don't know yeah. if I love God of War as much See as what I thought I'm I did. See, this is the, these are the thoughts I've... I mean, I guess yeah. I have thought about it a fair bit. But I all every time I think about it, I go, mm, uh, that game was not as good as it as I thought it was then. But it anyway. Moments. Anyways. Um, what else we'll happened see. in the in what the world of news? Uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, other things that are mixed, uh, Konami's recent output, which is <laughs> certainly worse than God of War, um, yeah. but they're set to um, bring back game development for Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. And I have to say, who is really interested in Metal Gear post Kojima? Um, Rising was good. And that wasn't well, that a Kojima was game. Code. Uh, that was platinum. Yeah, he, he right. didn't actually yeah. he didn't actually do any writing on it, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, 
Um, I think there are lots of people who think they want these things. What I will say is, were I Konami, well, actually, were I Sony, I would say um, Kojima Productions made a game that sold pretty fucking well. What if we gave both of you a lot of money and you fucking made nice and Koji Pro made more Metal Gear and Castlevania and Silent Hill games? Well, <laughs> but I don't who knows. I, I, mean, don't, I think, don't think that's I don't what's think happening. I don't think Kojima would go for that. <laughs> I don't know. He's seems like the kind of guy that if you were like Kojima, your 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 incredible vision, we just think <laughs> that there's more to tell here. And we we really respect you and want you to be the one to tell it. He might be like, "All right, can I put Mads in it?" <laughs> like, I don't know, but but maybe. Oh, not. Okay, listen, you. I'm like, I have not really played much Metal Gear, but I'm like, Mads Mikkelsen was in it. I'd you know be like, mm. No, who I'm surprised isn't a man crush of Kojima, and it seems like he should be a shoe in is uh, Cillian Murphy. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, he was recent. Uh, Kojima was recently watching the show uh, Midnight Mass, which Strange I haven't had a looking... chance, <laughs> yeah, chance to uh, see. Uh, but what? he was talking about uh, Rahul Kohli, uh, who was in Midnight Mass, oh, and then also, yeah. uh, and I'm like, put him in it. Put Rahul Kohli <laughs> yeah, in, in, in a game, yeah. please. please. Obviously, this doesn't apply to Rahul Kohli, but. <laughs> Coach of his like weird looking white dudes is like seems that's what to he be loves. One of his yeah. things he loves, but, but, but like who doesn't love Mads Mikkelsen? <laughs> no, of course it's that's true. Mads is great, yeah. and you know Cillian Murphy's great too. Yeah, but also no, a weird great. looking white dude. He's and, a weird fucking white frankly, dude. Frankly, same with uh, fucking what's his name, Hog Hog Cranking guy, uh, <laughs> Norman Reedus. Yes, Norman, Norman Reedus. Reedus. Is very there we go. Looking. Yeah, like not in, not, a, not, not in a bad no, way. No, no. I think I think all three of those dudes are incredibly hot, but they look weird. What did that just break, Allison? It did a little bit where it's like that's the, your description for Norman Reedus is hog cranking guy. Well, you know, you knew who I meant. Yeah, I <laughs> did know worth. you. See, that's the thing too is that I didn't know who one hundred percent who you meant. Although it is like again, like who does. Kojima love. I'm like, yeah, it's like Mads, it's uh it is uh Norman Reedus, yeah. Yeah. Man. Like he doesn't I, seem I, like he cares about your <laughs> traditional white hot dudes like your Brad Pitts or No whatever. no. Like, no. However, he he also is <laughs> seems interested in like dropped like you like beautiful I mean, I think I have a very wide beauty standards, but like canonically considered very beautiful women. Um, and yet he's really into weird looking dudes it's funny honestly it's funny it's interesting you know kojima has become one of those people where i'm like i don't know you live your life yep and i will enjoy it i am definitely going to pick up uh that stranding director's cut eventually because i do need to play i do want to play that game actually for for what it's worth i mean i won't get into it because we're into news now but what i did play of it was excellent i mean it was Uh, the 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 update it's it's probably the best like remastered director's uh, cut kind of thing i've seen in a a while i think it's even (laughs) better than um the uh spider-man remaster um i think i think i think it's it's stunning the way that that game looks on a PS5 and 4K. It's, it's 
it, it was a, a definitely like an astonishment moment for me of like, wow, this is what a game. And that's such like a fun now. experience, especially yeah. since I remember when the GameCube came out and I was like, this is the future. So yeah. and seeing, it was cool seeing stuff see on my PlayStation 5 is, is fun. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just looked at my phone and it showed me a picture from eight years ago today where I was playing fucking cookie clicker. <laughs> you could recreate that experience on Steam right now. Yeah, that's true. October second, twenty thirteen. That's like twenty three quadrillion okay. cookies. Anyways, what sorry. Anyways, news? more we news. We can't do ten uh, minutes per story with the list we have. The, yeah, the U.S. Equal Opportunity Employment Commission oh, sues Activision Blizzard. Good. And more of the Activision Blizzard is trash. Time. Fuck them. Uh, uh, we're getting one of these every week now. <laughs> I know yeah. we're getting one more of, of the, every single week. We're having like government enter- entity uh sues suing uh, blizzard suing blizzard. Activision blizzard yeah activision blizzard yeah. yeah well i don't think i think all well, of our I, our previous thoughts <laughs> will continue to yeah. represent our feelings on this yeah I, I it sure will um i the the one weird thing i was thinking about this week um that i was talking about with some friends um is i think it's worth keeping in mind as we navigate this these this activision blizzard is shitty um it's worth reiterating that like that that extends to a lot of their management but like i read a statistic this week that sledgehammer games has like the highest retention rate of any triple a studio yeah it's like one of the highest retention rates of any triple a studio and they are an activision blizzard studio and yet by all accounts, it sounds like they're like an incredible place to work and like nobody ever quits there because there's a place to work that is great. Turnover rate of under 1%. That's what I saw. Which is, um, which is ridiculous. So I only say for, that for games in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, this especially I mean. yeah. for games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, um, the, my point being not to defend Activision Blizzard, but it's worth keeping in mind as you like have think about these things and have conversations about them that like there are people that work there that innocent subsidiaries. Yeah. Um, and, and, and stuff. So it's like, it's kind of, um, deploy and also perhaps keep in mind that it is not necessarily when it is very easy to say I can't fucking imagine anyone would engage with an Activision Blizzard game when there are no Activision Blizzard games that you're interested right. in playing. Yeah, and yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, you yeah. know, my my, ter- my my personal two cents on uh, ethical consumption under capitalism is do your best at a certain point, live your life too. So, and if you are somebody who gets deep enjoyment out of playing World of Warcraft with your friends, yeah. that's like, okay. And yeah. Oh, it's totally. Shitty first people to go on Twitter and say that you're a pr- that that you are the problem when that's like no. Just a yeah, thing absolutely you do. not. And I think that you can separate, uh, you know, your enjoyment of that series versus yeah, for sure, liking the creator. And I think that that can ex- extend to a lot of different things with problematic creators, where you can ex- yeah. say, "Yes, I enjoyed this." I don't know if I necessarily want to give this creator as much money in the future, but at the same time, you know, my enjoyment is not necessarily indicative of I've, other things. I've generally seen a lot of um, 
both with Activision Blizzard this week and with New World. I've seen it a bunch where people are like either directly or indirectly suggesting if you're someone who engages with any of their stuff that you're a piece of shit. And I think that's like ridiculously unhelpful. It it is. And And I think in addition to being unhelpful, it's not exactly going to um, convince anybody to join your side. It's going to just make people pissed off. And it's it's, it's unhelpful. It's untrue. So, you know, if you do like Activision Blizzard game, I mean, all of us have liked an Activision Blizzard game at one point. I like... Uh, I haven't played it in a million years, um, but I like Hearthstone, and yeah, and and I think like if you are going to take that stance, make sure you button your shit up because I've I don't do this, and I don't I would never call anybody out directly for this because it has I have no interest in it. But there have been a lot of cases this week, surprisingly a lot of cases where I see a tweet from somebody shitting on something and shitting on people who engage with it, and then they talk about a thing they love, and it is also problematic and it's like watch because you look like a hypocrite when you do honestly, that honestly <laughs> I, I i like enough problematic shit where i'm like yeah. i just gotta do i'm doing my best here yeah <laughs> but at yeah. the same yeah if we're gonna it's if you're gonna say that you know new world is atrocious because it it's made by amazon and then turn around and talk about like stuff like i don't know uh Pokemon Unite was one that I saw, and it's like, dog, that is made by ten motherfucking cent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. come on, <laughs> yeah. Let's and, all let's and, all and try to get along a little bit. While there's definitely, I've definitely felt a lot of the Schadenfreude about uh, Activision Blizzard, rightfully so, getting uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam. And uh, I, it's like I'm like, hey, it would sure be nice if other game, uh, if, if other publishers and developers well, had the same level of scrutiny. Because, and all this is to say, yeah. throw your shit at Activision Blizzard, for sure. Throw your shit at Amazon. Like, those companies do not need people. I am not defending them. Those companies do not need anyone's defense. Just set your sights on that, not on tearing down people that are engaging with the stuff. Oh, talk yeah, about, no. Like, talk and about why the thing is problematic, not... I don't like you for engaging with this problematic thing is all I'm saying. Right. Because also like, again, if you, if you say like you are a bad person for enjoying this, people aren't going to go, I'm right. I, I am such a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, you know, do, I don't know, something as penance. It's like, no, they're, no, they're just going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, anyway, yeah. I, I don't need to rant about it because I think I don't want to. I'm not trying to call any. I absolutely would never call anybody out about any of this stuff either. Um, they're like directly, but I just keep it in mind is more what I'm saying. If you're listening and you want to talk shit about something, talk. Make sure you're talking shit about the thing and not about people that. Oh, are absolutely. Engaging yeah. with it, or even even necessarily like I mean, like management at Activision Blizzard sucks, but like individual employees certainly don't yeah. and i mean like as somebody that works in specifically customer service in in for for a government i am very familiar with people referring to you as like you specifically did this to me and i'm like it sucks i certainly did not um <laughs> so it's like you know you pick your battles here know that it's the you know, specific issues with like management and how the company is run and not necessarily everybody who's ever worked at Activision Blizzard. 
Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, anyways. Uh, we have a couple of acquisition news, which is woo. Yeah, capitalism. Capitalism. Uh, Blue Point Games is joining PlayStation. Uh, and they did the well, I... remake of Demon's Souls, which I've heard was good, but I haven't oh, yeah. seen it yet. I think it's Yeah, good. They, they also did another one. I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, uh, yeah, they've done. God of uh, War. The remake of Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, that's yeah, what it was, Shadow of the Colossus. And, and they've yeah, they yeah. done a bunch of, and they did, they did they've the... done... Nathan Other remasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally Uprise, thought. I totally thought Blue Point was already a PlayStation Studio. Honestly, <laughs> so. I mean, like they might as well have been. So it's one of those things where you're just like the the okay. only two things that they have done not for Sony is the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which but like that was on like, PlayStation Two, but it was on Xbox well. 360 as well. It, it was, but I mean, it was right. But Metal but Gear is, place, well. is a, but it's a PlayStation franchise. The, yeah. the, the PlayStation uh, version came with MGS One, where the Xbox One didn't. So it was the superior and, version. Yeah. <laughs> and they did they did the Xbox 360 port of Titanfall One. Apparently, oh. oh. Other yeah. everything else they have done has been work with Sony. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's one of those That's things not where surprising. it's like. You, they, it, it's it's seeing Sony a- acquire them. It's like okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it, it's nifty. it's natural. And I think there was a rumor yeah. about this going around back when they or Sony acquired Housemark, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That was months ago or days ago, weeks ago. I don't know. Who honestly? Time. time is fucking. Makes time no is fucking. Anymore. Yeah. The next one is. Perhaps more or less. I don't know how I feel about. Yeah. So Night School Studio, who did Oxenfree, which is a phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Game. It's uh, outstanding. It's I, I love Oxenfree. They're joining Netflix. For Netflix yeah. games. Like yeah. Oxenfree is kind of let's say an indie darling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say sure. Like my, yeah. in I mean, in, in, a, in a similar love... in a similar vein to like Firewatch. So like yeah, it's when, if you like it's better for, than if Firewatch. you're specific. <laughs> I love Campo. Like it's better than Firewatch. Yeah, anyway. but like, but like, but but you, when you, when oh sorry, yeah, I was just oh, gonna no, say just, when 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 Campo got acquired by Valve, that made sense. Like that seemed like a that seemed like a a, yeah. a company to acquire them. I that's mean, like Valve okay. is also an indie darling in a way. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, please, Allison, keep keep going. Oh no, it's just that uh, Oxenfree is one of those games where people who love it love Oxenfree. Yeah, totally. and then if you don't love it, you probably just don't know it exists. Or yeah. you're not necessarily into that sort of kind of indie game, which is which is fine. But yeah. joining Netflix, which is now the yeah. it's the first game studio to join Netflix, is interesting. Odd. What what else? What I will say about Oxenfree is it is the kind of game. Not that that studio is going to make these kinds of games forever, but it is the kind of game that I could see slotting into Netflix's interface. And if they sure. worked in a way oh, yeah. for you to to just use a PlayStation controller to play it or, you know, whatever controller to play it yeah. in their interface, it, it could, it would work. It could just it would work, slot yeah. in alongside. I mean, you could stream it and it could be fine. Um, oh, absolutely. And, uh, and so I think it's interesting. Very narrative focused yeah, yeah. In, in that kind of way where I can see, you know, that if, if they're going to um, acquire studios that they would acquire a studio that does that kind of narrative game. Yeah. And I also think by the same token, I could see the developers of Oxenfree making a very cool animated sort of thing for Netflix too. Like, I think there's a lot of room based on the fact that people love watching Let's Plays of games. 
granted, usually it's because of the person playing the let's play and their personality, but still, um, you could translate oxen free to a sort of movie setup where if I were a Netflix, I would be saying, Hey, let's do an experiment here. Let's make it so that we stream oxen free to you. You can just pick up the controller and play it. But let's also say for people who maybe don't play video games, but think this looks interesting, they can just push play on it and the game plays itself and they can watch the game play out because, um, or they could it's do something it, you could do that with. It's also something where they could theoretically, in kind of a similar to some of their other experiments with, um, like kind of choose your own adventure stuff, they could kind of maybe slot it totally. into that as well. Yep, yep. And I think, um, I think for that too. Yeah, I think we talked about that when rumors were going around that Netflix was looking to acquire studios, comparing yep. it to like Bandersnatch and the Minecraft right story mode stuff they did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. You could do that uh, with 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 Oxen Free, um, in particular. So yeah, it's cool. I'm yeah, really no, I can definitely Oxenfree see uh, that work. So it's. I don't know yeah, that no. I have a ton of faith in Netflix as a developer, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, or a pub- I mean, publisher. Yeah. I don't know how you want to think of it. It's they would, I guess, fall into the publisher role at that point. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. As long as uh, the same people making the game itself, then could it should be. Uh, they've made great things before. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, just, and they said they're still uh, working on Oxenfree, too, and everything. So I just hope they don't get absorbed into Netflix in the same way that Campo got absorbed into Valve and then just disappeared. Like, I don't think that Campo... I think Campo is doing exactly... The, the, the Campo people are doing exactly what they want to be doing with their careers right now. I don't believe any conspiracy theory that, like, Valve brought them in and then killed in the Valley of the Gods. I am sure that, based on what I know about working at Valve from people who friends of friends who've worked there you kind of do whatever you want there yeah um they hire people that are extraordinarily talented and have enormous experience specifically so they can trust them to just say eh, you want to go work on dota models for an afternoon go work on dota models for an afternoon and it works for them because they have a platform that just makes unlimited money so um i think if campo wanted to be making in the valley of the gods they could be doing it right now and i think yeah. so yeah. But at the same time, it sucks for us because I wanted to play that game. I know, me too. Totally. Uh, and just on the last note for this, uh, did you all know that uh, Netflix's uh, announcement event was called Tidum based off of the noise that you make when you. Fuck that. Give me the Tidums. <laughs> Give me the Tidums. It's T U D U M. That's their event name. The Tidums. <laughs> Tudum has nothing to do with the Netflix. It is just, I'm taking that phrase. I'm reclaiming it. I never had it in the first. I'm claiming it for the first time, and it's going to mean something lewd by the time I'm done. <laughs> oh, big, absolutely. It's going to be like it's going to be like the, big, big, good, big, big, good, good, big Tudum goth girlfriend. <laughs> <Are> you okay? <laughs> but no, tidums, honestly, no. What are Tudums? Are Tudums, you know? They could be anything. It's ambiguous. Yeah. All we know is how we like them. Make the titums <laughs> clap. Like. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Spider Man 2. <laughs> the the yeah. sequel to Spider Man. Pizza time. Yeah. Uh, on to the, to the game. They say it's going to have a darker tone. Um, 
and they said compared it to Empire Strikes Back, which I feel like is the most like it's overused a, sequel. Yep. It makes my eyes. Well, it makes me much less interested in Spider Man Two, but I'm sure I'll get there one, like, by the time well, it comes out. Because it's like out. one of those things. It's like I love Empire, and it is it is phenomenal movie, but it's like. It's one of those things where you're like, okay, I feel like a lot of people have taken the wrong lessons from Empire. Yeah. Where do uh, they say it, in this? Who? Wh- I don't. Uh, I'm trying to find what the actual quote is that ties it to Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it says um, from this article that was from oh, Eurogamer yeah, yeah, okay, on the This Week in Marvel podcast. Um, uh, Creative Vice President Bill Roseman um, discussed it. If the first Spider-Man game was Star Wars, Spider-Man 2 is kind of our empire. It gets a little darker. Yeah, I see and it I'm now. Like, I'm a little less concerned if it's somebody who's not at all involved with making yeah, the game in any exactly. way saying this. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's the Creative Vice President, but it, I doubt he has any hands-on work with the game. So, you know. Maybe it's nothing to be worried about. I yeah, guess. it's it's just one of those things where I see, even as like a, as like a massive Star Wars fan, I'm, I see it as a, and I'm like, uh. in this one, you see Peter's titums. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jane oh. and Peter compare titums, and Miles judges <laughs> them harshly. Yes, <laughs> from outside, and it's like the sicko meme. <laughs> 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 Except yeah, he's the- like. Except he's on the he's on the wall looking in the window because he's he's a spider. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Spider Man Two want, is gonna have okay, to do a lot. Somebody who's good at art, I am not. But somebody who's good at art, make that please. So, but you have to reveal what Tidum. I guess you have. They could just be in shadow or something. I don't want anyone to ever be able to concretely say it's what Tidums are. You know, it's just their faces above, like like a black box that has replaced their bodies, and it just says Tidums behind here. <laughs> like yeah. somewhere on the body there are totems yeah is it on the uh, body or is it like a, yes is it it's like a, a part concept? of it is totems are absolutely a part of the human body shit that much i will say okay <laughs> um oh, so there anyways is, uh anyway I, see if there's any totems in uh Spider-Man the 2. games that are I, being shown off at the steam oh. next fest oh. <laughs> i was i was just gonna say Spider-Man 2 will probably be fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah oh, it'll probably know. be great. Maybe I'll be excited when it comes out. I'm not excited for it right now because <laughs> it seems like a known quantity to me. But yeah. whatever. It's one I'll of those. It. Weird, I'm excited about it in like a. I like Spider-Man. I like, more That's, Spider-Man yeah. sounds good. Anymore, I yeah. only get excited for stuff when I see it and go like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, I'm extremely excited right now for Jet, the Far Shore, because I don't know yeah. what the fuck that is. It looks it's sick, cool. but I don't know what it is. But Spider-Man, it's like, yeah, I'm going to swing around and push the square button a bunch of times and probably hit the circle sometimes. And then there's going to be a part that makes... It's going to feel real good to swing around and... Yeah. yeah. There'll be a part that makes me tear up because I like the characters a lot. And then I'll hit the credits and go, yeah, 8 out of 10. Mine's probably going to be the same, except uh, I'm just going to aggressively sob because that's the level I get with a lot I of these I did games. see the the a freeze frame of the Peter Parker and Aunt May scene from the first game and was like that was really fucking good. the you knew part it's like oh, it did get me all over again a little bit oh to see my just a freeze God. there are so many moments in that game that are yeah. really fantastic and now I'm see that's that, that's the difference between that and God of War because like we're talking about this and I'm like should I just go play Spider-Man again I'm but, not there with Spider-Man but I like it more than God of War but I mean I guess I did just play Miles last year and and yeah. I really loved Miles so 
There won't be any Spider-Man in the Steam Next Fest. No, no. but it is some really nifty, like nifty games that they're showing off, and a lot of different uh, demos. Uh, there are hundreds of demos for different games yeah, that you like, can play. Seriously, hundreds. It, it's literally kind of over, hundreds. It's it's overwhelming, frankly. <laughs> yeah, but in, in a cool way, and showing yeah. off some really interesting looking games. Um, there's a, a lot of different places that are showing off specific interesting ones like they're uh, just looking it up there's a pc gamer article that has shows off some nifty looking games um yeah uh, there's one where that's like a shopkeeping puzzle game called strange horticulture and i just saw that and i was like yeah put that in my veins right now um and lots of uh lots of cool different options and i think that's where i think next fest is um where i've tried a couple of different Things that I've really liked, including, uh, I think that's where is that where I first heard Garden Story. That sounds. I think like that showed maybe. up on a, a Switch stream of some form, but then it showed up. But then it showed up on that. Where, yeah, yeah, and then um, I, I certainly the uh, saw and played Chris Tales for the first time on it, and I still right. need to purchase that purchase that video game. There's just too many video games. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really I, I I personally my favorite reveals and streams and everything are are always indie ones that show off just really interesting games. So I'm yeah. probably going to spend a little bit of time this afternoon just kind of browsing the uh, next fest and seeing if I can find some interesting stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool. I'm I'm probably going to play the demo for Airport Renovator, which looks. Ooh fucking like a like vibe city it's like house flipper but with airports uh i don't know yeah. if uh uh i don't know if this i I, def- I definitely played this demo elsewhere but it might be new to steam uh but on super gg radio plug 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 uh i was on uh, an episode and i played a game called spider hack oh yeah that's on so there fucking, yeah. It's, yeah, that- but it's on there now on steam and yep. that game is I am so excited for that whenever that ends up coming out because it is yeah. stylish and weird and just I think that's one of those games where I where when I uh, when I started messing around with it I just kind of laughed out loud because of how ridiculous the movement and everything was yeah. with it and it's stupid it, in a good way oh absolutely you're you're yeah. a spider who's flying around and then you have a a light, big lightsaber it's There's- great. A Robin Hood game here that I hadn't seen before that's like on their stream right now that's like third person action RPG looks vaguely like a turbo janky Assassin's Creed <laughs> and it also has city building elements but not Sick. like Fallout but like you zoom out and it's like you're placing whole buildings and roads and stuff. Oh man that's awesome. Oh damn. Also yeah, I, I don't know if it's in Next Fest but I need to read this tweet from Two Star Games um, a horror game where you navigate an island in an old train, upgrade it over time, and use it to fight an evil spider name named Charles. Here's the first trailer. Hell yeah. It's called yeah. Choo Choo Charles. Choo Choo Charles? It looks amazing. Wow. Yeah, there's one I was anyway. looking at called Do Not Buy This Game, which is very reminiscent of There Is No Game. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it, just, it, just that title. Yeah, it's it's vibe. it seems like they're kind of similar. So I don't know, could be good. Yeah, there's yeah. but there's literally hundreds of games. There's, there's so literally many. hundreds. And if you're also in that same boat of 
liking to support indie devs <laughs> and try out different stuff and find Sorry. the weird side of gaming. You know. I'm looking at the next fest. Uh, you can filter by themes and moods. There's like yeah. uh, fantasy. There's sci-fi. There's relaxing, and th- then there's one just called dog. <laughs> yeah, honestly, dog game. sometimes that's a mood. Is there is there one called? <laughs> is there one? Did him. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Um, oh, there's uh, a lot of different themes. There's cats. There's well, memes. There's, there's dragons. So that's cl- I bet dragons uh, have. Oh, tittums, that's that's so. up our alley. Dragons uh, definitely have titums. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, there's there's a theme that's called fishing. There's a theme that's called Mars. Uh, there's one that's just transhumanism. What's that? Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah! Like, like, uh, find me, find me plumbing that well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Th- anyways. Yeah. No. Check anyways, out Steam Next really Fest. Cool. It's great. Honestly, uh, I, I know that I keep uh, tooting this horn, but support indie devs, please, uh, because indie games are great. Otome. Anyways. Sorry, I'm still looking at these. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I as as soon as we're done, I'm like gonna go hang out and like look at a bunch of Next Fest. That Robin Hood game does look good. Anyways, it, it looks, looks interesting. Ra- yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good, but it looks interesting. I'm like yeah. intrigued. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Genshin Impact, they had an anniversary yeah. event. Yay. Uh, and people were not yay. People oh. thought it was not great. Uh, yeah. Cause and so that inv- involved review bombing other games that weren't Genshin. Yeah, because to uh, my understanding, I don't play gotcha games that much, but maybe you two, as people who do or have, like I played a uh, lot of Genshin Impact yeah, since I was but, last in the pod. So, but like from what I hear, so this is hearsay, and you'll have to confirm or deny for me that uh, these kinds of gotcha games, typically with anniversary events, it's where they have like big sales or big reveals, where it's just like you know that's where they make relatively large scale things happen that fans look forward to and are like, oh, yes, the anniversary events are always the best. And then this one came around and everyone was just like, that's it. To an extent, but also to an extent, they that's when they do a lot of like giveaways of of sure. in-game stuff where it's like, sure. here, we're going to be giving away a bunch of temples. And here it's like, there's just not much of any of that, apparently, with Genshin. You get and a temple. That was what you got for, for the anniversary. And then yeah, some Yeah, that was materials. the anniversary. Um, and it's like... But... Yeah. Genshin Impact made 174 million dollars in like what I don't know space like six months or something. The the thing now it's over a billion dollars in revenue apparently. Oh my god! Um, they don't have to give you a lot of rewards. Like I, I'm not saying this in from a like defending them or saying it's good or like trying to suggest that. I mean, people know my thoughts on monetization and capitalism. Why the fuck would they give you a bunch of free shit when people are going to buy and play? That game is so popular and it is doing, I'm not saying that it is like necessarily a better game than other gotchas, but it is pretty typical for gotchas to have, I mean, even like I played a little bit of World Flipper. World Flipper is a game that like in a lot of cases you're putting it on autoplay and it's playing itself, and then you're pulling gotcha stuff for it. You know, like, gotchas don't typically have particularly rich and deep gameplay mechanics, or they'll have mm-hmm. rich and deep math, but it kind of works out to being, like, fairly simple from controlling the game. Genshin Impact is, like, feels like a triple-A action RPG when you play it. So 
I'm not surprised. I mean, it would be great if they gave you more free shit because free shit's cool. But when I saw the, I, I didn't like get disappointed at their anniversary stuff because it was like, yeah, of course, as a game that they don't have to go out of their way. Yeah, and people and- act like these companies give a shit about their players. Oh, but like, yeah. They no. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they want your and- money. <laughs> Like yeah. I yes, yesterday in in D four DJ, um, which I still play every single day of I and I will probably play every single day forever. Um, oh no! They they gave out uh, enough gems for a, a free ten pole, and I was just like, "What is happening?" Because they are not a generous game in terms of giveaways. Yeah. So it's like you know, it, I, there's a lot of games that aren't particularly generous. I think from what I've heard. Um, like fake grand order is is a notable money pit in terms of that uh and so a lot of them aren't really necessarily and generous i don't think genshin as a game genshin is quite generous with the amount of content you can play without spending money like you can have fun being a free-to-play player i think um i think you're gonna have the best time if you spend at least like 20 bucks maybe but like you really don't have to spend that much money at all to get a lot out of Genshin. Right. So I, I don't know. I And that's the, the thing the, about like my rhythm gacha games that I've been playing every single day for the past several months is like I get quite a bit of enjoyment out of them and you don't necessarily need to pay money for any of the gameplay. It's just specifically for yeah. the cards and stuff. Um, yeah, I do think but, that uh, the review bombing thing is funny. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like other games, not just Genshin. Yeah, that's why we're talking about it because a community being upset with a game is not nothing. No, nothing new. Taking that anger and review bombing games that are not the game you're angry at—that's kind of a weird step. Like other gotcha I games mean, that you're just not. You're like, <laughs> are you just mad at the concept of gotchas, which is like. In it wasn't even mood, other gotcha like, games. It's oh. it, it like extended all the it, way to like. It was just a weird spree. I think that the Genshin community is really bad. I don't. The nice yeah. one of the nice things about Genshin Impact is it's a service game that you can play forever every single day oh. if you want to, and it's uh, mostly single player. So so st- <laughs> uh, stuff that they have review bombed include Ark Knights. Uh, Clash of Clans, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Dragalia Lost, Epic Seven. I don't know what that is, and Fate Grand Order, which is kind of a gotcha. Like it's just stuff that's completely completely unrelated. Like it's it's weird. Honkai Impact. That's that's the same impact. That's Mihoyo's other people. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, but like uh, from what I've heard, um, specifically from people who play gotcha games, they're like. Ark Knights in particular is apparently extremely generous in terms of like yeah, giving away like stuff. So they're like, why are you review bombing the game that's the opposite of what <laughs> why, you're why are you, mad about? Why are you review bombing League seemingly on? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, there's no for, gotcha mechanics and there no. might be skins and chests or something, but the characters yeah. are not gotcha based. In and like, Rift. there was speculation on like the Twitter zones and stuff like that that is like, oh, is people being racist and, uh, targeting other chinese companies but not surprising a lot of a lot of these aren't chinese that they ended up yeah a lot of those are japanese like they're japanese um, or american though the little that i've engaged with the genshin community they all seem like whiny babies so (laughs) well (laughs) 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 frankly (laughs) anyways our last piece of not news is uh deus ex human revolution 
10th anniversary. 10th anniversary. That game ripped. It was so good. It's a good game. I was thinking about replaying that one recently. Speaking of your Alice and your games that you really like and replay them sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That game, a great game. That game had so much to live up to because like yeah, the original Deus Ex is so beloved and yeah, it did it and then kind of innovated on it in some really cool ways. Like I love that first level where you're like, oh, I'm going to explore everything. I'm going to look through all these. I'm going to look through all these computers, and then they keep phoning you, being like, "Hey, can you come? We have a hostage situation." And then yeah. you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to keep reading these logs. I'll get. The, I'll get to there eventually." And then they phone you, and they're like, "Hey, that hostage situation went bad. We need to go now." Yeah. And then it, like drags you. It's like, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, that game a, was that cool game, game was so good. The they really nailed the feeling of the first. The thing that I love about these kinds of games, about Deus Ex and games like it is that is when you get past the opening level and you're like, okay, well, I'm I'm just sort of in this larger space and like, oh, maybe there's something interesting in the police station. How could I get into the police station? And then figuring yep. out how to get into the police station. And then you happen to notice that like, wait a minute, there's a garbage can stacked under an air vent back here. Maybe I could yep. use that. And you can. And it just makes you feel smart and very cool yeah. uh and and I, I i like that about those games and human revolution really got that part totally yeah it was super fun anyways happy yeah. 10th anniversary human revolution hopefully adam jensen can make a return at some point or not i i, I think that's a series that they could also just let it sit for a long time like mankind divided felt so forced yeah uh, mankind divided wasn't as good which was unfortunate so I think it's fine. I don't think they need to make Deus Ex games if they don't have a good reason to make Deus Ex games. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Anyway, so unless you guys have anything else you want to add, I think that's going to do uh, it for this episode. Apparently There's... an ActRaiser game came out in September. <laughs> yeah. It popped up in my... Well, we, oh, yeah. That was... We, talk, we talked about that, that last week. Yeah. Oh, that's why I missed it. Okay. Yeah. It, I, I it, wasn't it looks like shit. Because like Actraiser is good, but uh, apparently it's not good at all to play. Know. It's and mostly just, positive. And, really, know. everything I yeah. heard about it was really negative. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there was. I don't know. There's that thing going around this morning about that Dula Continent Chinese-made game that completely ripped off the Shadowbringers trailer. I don't know if you saw that. That's funny. I like 100 ripped it off i'll just i'll send a link I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes so people can look at it if they want and there's a link for you guys it's it's pretty blatant where can people what? find you allison oh people <laughs> people can follow me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y pat where can people find you you can find me at pjc plays and I have toyed around with the idea of 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 using doing some streams of like some of these old MMOs that I'm currently oh God. infatuated with in my brain to talk about some of the wild systems that they had. Um, not like extensive streams where I play each one for many hours, but like just quick hit tours. I may have downloaded Dark Age of Camelot. Uh, at some point recently, um, and and I think that they're pretty cool. So yeah, I don't know. If that sounds interesting to you. Tell me. Oh yeah, I, I I think that's really interesting. So I would probably I would like that. Alex, where can people find you? 
Uh, attempting to not collapse with the Charlie horse. <laughs> oh. So I'm looking forward to standing up after recording this and seeing if I fall over or not. <laughs> nice. Well, you can follow us on fi- at Fixed Podcast on Twitter. Uh, please uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform of choice. And yeah, that'll send, do it for this week's podcast. Send, oh, send, also send check out. <laughs> Uh, also check out fix.space because there are written reviews on there as well yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. alright alright gonna go look up some titums bye bye bye